Yo, how you going, everybody? Thirsty Thursday. We've got a fucking hot show. Dave from XYZ and Port Film Co-op. Say good day, boys. Good day. Yo. Thanks for thanks very much for having me on, Dusty. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, mate. I was uh, had a little quick peek at XYZ just before we went live. You're a busy man. Yeah, there's a you reason why Dave's always late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a. Uh, we've put up three things already this morning, uh, today. Um, Damn. Yeah, and uh, I, I couldn't help put my own little bit of conspiracy theory up there as well. Uh, oh, I love a good conspiracy theory. Yeah, you want to hear my conspiracy theory? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. So, um, uh, a, f- a few months, like in October last year, Daniel Andrews signs Melbourne, uh, signs Victoria up to the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, which is basically a, a form of Chinese colonialism. Um, basically, they build your infrastructure. When you can't pay them back, they, they take over the infrastructure. Um, so uh, the federal government was very surprised that a state would undermine national security like this. Um, so then now tensions are high between Australia and China this year, and uh, the US needs Australia if um, they're going to go to war with China. Um, and they can't have like a little tin pop dictator in a little state uh, making deals with an enemy. So last week, uh, those uh, very convenient um, uh, video uh, little uh, hidden cam things come out of that Turkish guy who was doing the branch stacking for labor. And the, the message to Daniel Andrews is, look, we've got information on you. We can destroy you. Um, and so then a, uh, on the weekend, a coronavirus outbreak is declared. And what do you know, 1,000 federal troops are coming to Victoria. It's basically an occupation. And they're basically saying, look, mate, uh, the big boys are in charge now. Um, there's always a bigger fish. So, uh, Daniel so they're Andrew, taken he's, he's over by force, you reckon? Yep, yep. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's an occupation. And uh, we should probably welcome the, the federal troops with roses or something like that. Fuck yeah. You should, def- we should, Dave. Sorry, uh, I definitely think that the leaked audio... Uh, was very convenient. It's, it's yes. uh, perfect quality, and I, I I'm very um, uh, of the opinion that that some authorities basically gave that audio to the media to, yes. to destroy the government because of destroy the um, Victorian government because of uh, what, what they were doing with Belton Road because it's it's treason. It's treason. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so if if they want to play that game, it's you know the, the intelligence, whether that be Australian intelligence, American intelligence, then they can't allow this to happen. And if they did this, I'm really glad they did because it's um, mm. it's treason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I bumped into, I literally ran into walk just go on the pub. I walked into a crowd of Vietnamese people protesting, and they were like, mm-hmm. "Wake up, Australia! Don't fucking." destroy this beautiful nation like Vietnam and, and they were specifically saying about belts and road initiative and yes they were like don't do it it was the most Aussie flags I've seen like ever <laughs> in my life and it was They're just the all these to- Vietnamese people like fucking pretty much like wake up well, don't ruin what, this place that they know what communism is so mm. Yeah, it was like brilliant. Hey, that was the best thing ever. Seeing like a Vietnamese dude with a megaphone being like, 
no to China, no to communists. <laughs> Screaming his face off, you know. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Just stalking behind him with my freaking camera. The irony there is as well, like, the Vietnamese can get away with that. They can get away with holding up Australian flags and saying no to a foreign enemy. Um, if if uh, either of us tried to do that, we'd have uh, Antifa or the police or both uh, pounding in on us very, very quickly. Yeah, fuck yeah. The, these yeah. Vietnamese people, I, seen, I went to like three of their events. One of them, they were like old veterans and they were full done up in uh, military gear. And they're just like, and it was just the full anti-communist fucking rally, eh? <laughs> and, and they're like old boys who are like in their seventies, like ready to fucking fight the commies again, you know? <laughs> were, were they saying something along those the lines of "We don't like um, the we we don't like the direction their eyes slant in"? Yeah, they, they, they slant up, we slant down, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. right okay, that, that, I think that was actually a moment of genuine racism. <laughs> Sorry. <about> <laughs> uh, yeah, that all right. I reckon the Vietnamese. The funny thing is, like, even my Vietnamese made at work today. We were giving him shit and paying out on him, and he's just like a good sport, eh? He was, we we're just, you know, we had to fucking chop some trees back and they're like, where is he? Where's Man?" And I'm like, oh, he's down the fucking bank. I think he's set up a little shop. He's selling like fucking um, lizard dim sims and all this stuff out on the street. And they're like, you're joking me. I'm like, no, nah, mate. I, can, I fucking heard the bush turkey like bah! getting his neck cut off. And we were just giving him heaps of shit and then, we see him walk up. Hey, dude. He's a mad, <laughs> mad cunt, but he always feeds me. They're oh, pretty good until they go to university. Uh, once they go to university, they're gone just like, you know, anyone. Oh, else. really? So they get brainwashed as well? Yeah. They, it's they the get old ones that are based. That's the ones who I'm interacting with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Hip the young ones can turn into fuckheads. It's well, potential for everyone. Uh, whatever country they're in. Uh, like I, when I went to America, I actually went to Portland. Uh, you go to the American things and it really warms your soul. You go to a hipster cafe and you go, wow, I might, may as well just be in Melbourne. I haven't really gone anywhere. Mm. Uh, and then we've got like a iMac, you know, like a, um, a MacBook. Uh, they all have a sort of Calif slightly Californian accent and, uh, it's the same as here. It's the same. It's a, you know, they, they, they don't really, they don't really have a culture. So with the based ones or the old school Vietnamese, oh, I love them. I live in a Vietnamese neighborhood and, um, yeah, yep. Yeah, they're fucking sweet. So what's the go, Dave? You're going to give us a little tune there. What's the most Aussie thing you can play on a piano? Oh, oh, you want ah. – I, I generally have an approach of um, yeah, only classical music, but I guess I can oh, make okay. an exception. Yeah, I, I can make an exception. <laughs> You're <laughs> writing some classical Australian. Australian? I, I can do waltzing. Percy Granger. Percy Granger is Australian. Uh, I've got to. I've got to practice. Uh, Percy Granger is Australian, but he's a bit of a degenerate. He had this weird thing going on with his mum. Like it was genuinely weird. Like they used right. to. Yeah, they had these whips and stuff. It was yeah. Like I, I want to play him because he's he's an Aussie. But like when I heard about his life, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to play him. Good mm. on ya. Yeah. You don't touch it. Dave doesn't go near any demonic shit. No, He's like, no degeneracy. Nah. No degeneracy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. God bless you, Dave. 
<laughs> so uh so you've studied like music you're right into it you're uh, in yeah. touch you're in touch with this special part of our culture that i guess we just don't really you know such a probably such a powerful part of our of western culture the classical music and we just like mm. don't even you know we, there's like kind of a complete disregard for it i guess in a way i've been to a few musicals i guess they play you know, it's probably there and I don't even know what I'm listening to. Um, yeah, like um, I've, I've been playing music since I was, I've been playing piano since I was like seven years old. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of pianists who are my age and who are better than me, but I, I just didn't stop. Um, and so it, it's it's amazing. Like uh, you, you learn about one composer and then you learn about, um, you, you learn a few of their songs and then you want to learn about their life and you learn about where they came from and what life, life was like then. Um, and you basically get a rundown of European history. Um, like, say, if I'm to play some Bach, um, like this sort of stuff. Like that stuff there, like that would have been written like in the early 1700s. And so that oh, guy there, uh, Johann Sebastian Bach, um, he was a German who um, uh, had several jobs in like different um, uh, cathedrals all over Germany. Um, and he he had something like 20 children. It was insane. Um, and every piece that he wrote, or at least uh, from a certain point, he wrote um, to the glory, like he put the signature on it, to the glory of God. Nice. Um, he, he wrote so much music for churches and um, like he genuinely loved God. It was, it was amazing. Um, and then like you, you go forward like a um, hundred years and you've got Beethoven. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, like so, so he was around during Napoleon's era. Um, so, um, nice. like, the, there's an example of a symphony where, like, there was one movement of it. He dedicated it to to Napoleon because he thought that Napoleon was going to like free Europe from what he saw as tyranny. Um, but then, when Napoleon crowned himself emperor, and like, if you look at the painting of Napoleon crowning himself emperor, Napoleon literally puts the crown on his own head. Um, so when Beethoven found out about that, he tore out the dedication um, wow. to Napoleon and he wrote a funeral march. And so the funeral march was like for supposedly for a dead hero or something like this. Um, I yeah. went to Napoleon's tomb in Paris oh, and it's really? like fucking probably one of the most uh, craziest things I've seen in my life. Like it's like kind of like a giant marble. You walk in and the room just like opens up. And there's this giant marble sarcophagus that's like, there's like levels. So you're like mm -hmm. three levels. The sarcophagus is probably three levels high and then the ceiling's just fucking colossal. And then behind it is like probably the biggest Jesus on the cross I've seen in my life. Uh, wow. Maybe, I don't know, let's say over 10 metres high, big fucking Jesus. Just like, mm -hmm. bang. It's like, wow. yeah, they totally bloody he is like 
put up on the fucking podium in in Paris, man. I'm telling you, mm. it yeah. was powerful. Um, I went to a few different places around France, and yeah, like that Napoleon's everywhere. It, it's amazing. Like the, um, he's basically a national hero. Uh, I wonder like, if the to- French will just like if they've got it in them deep down to just go fucking rogue again one day. As long as it's the French and not the uh, French, you know. Um, yeah. Did you go to Versailles? Did you see how like down, uh, like in the Hall of Mirrors, well, I think it's in the Hall of Mirrors or the hall next to the Hall of Mirrors, where like down one side of the uh, of of the hall, like there's like all the French victories, like from like the Battle of uh, Tours, like where they stopped the, the Muslim hordes from invading Euro- uh, Europe, um, uh, all the way up to the 1700s. And then down like one side, like one full side of this massive hall is um, all of Napoleon's victories. It was just nah. insane. Awesome. Yeah. Isn't there like the croissant is like, that's French, right? The croissant? Yes. yes. And it's like a symbol of the Islamic moon thing. And it's oh, like really? it's supposed to be like a warning. I huh. think they created it after some battle, maybe the battle. Of, I don't know. That, maybe we could look it up. Yeah, but it's like symbolic. It's like been around for that fucking long. After some specific battle, pushing the Muslims out, they like created it as like a symbol, <laughs> as a warning. Like you know, Islam is demonic and fucking dangerous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's the kind of culture you need built into your society, eh? Where you've got the little absolutely. symbolic got... warnings. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and those warnings can last like for generations or for centuries or even over a millennia. What do you got mm. there for us, Port? Uh, Hello? You got, uh, yeah, you, you, do you have a picture there, Port? Oh, yeah, sorry, my, my headphones weren't working. Um, yeah, I had a friend in, in uh, Port Adelaide. His name was Gerald Veergaver, and he was a huge Francophile. He was a Dutchman that attempted to build a French restaurant here, but he had problems with the council and the Greek landlord. Uh, and he had to rip it all out before it even opened. He, he never got a license to open. Uh, and prior to that, he was a much more wealthier man, and he used to print all the wine labels in South Australia. So he was a millionaire, you know, and he used to uh, every year hold these um, uh, Battle of Waterloo dinners uh, in the in the Brossa Valley, and he would invite very important people. I think he would fly the bread from France, um, uh, and so uh, because he was a printer, that was his trade. Uh, he he used to print these um, uh, amazing menus for the for the dinner on on card. I'll try and show you. Um, so here's, here's a sort of picture, and there's um, you can see that. Yeah, wow. Nice. And um, it's got like a, a, a map of um, you know, uh, France, Battle of Waterloo, I believe. Um, yeah, it's, it, he, um, he passed away a few years ago, uh, but um, yeah, this is uh, one of the treasures that I have. This was when I didn't know him. This is when he was a millionaire. Um, but I, I helped um, take his restaurant apart and put it into storage. It was a very slow uh, process because it was me and this uh, 70-year-old man uh, d- uh, doing it. Um, and 
he was always wearing a beret and I was always asking him questions about France. And then suddenly this small documentary I did um, for an art organization, the, the key artist involved uh, was suddenly um, going to exhibit in France. Uh, and so I jumped on the opportunity. I said to that arts body, hey, send me to follow this guy and I will film a documentary about his exhibition in France. And I don't believe it would have happened if I didn't spend all that time with Gerald asking all these questions about France all the time. Like, what do they do here? What do they, how do they do this? And he would tell me in his uh, thick duck, Dutch accent uh, about the French, who he just admired so much. And he, he was obsessed with Napoleon. And that's a common thing. There's a lot of people that are obsessed with Napoleon because he's such a fascinating figure. And even Stanley Kubrick was going to make a, a movie about Napoleon. And he had a, a huge, um, before computers, the, the closest thing they had to computers were a punch card system, which were these trays with like that. And um, so uh, Stanley Kubrick had this uh, punch card system about every day of Napoleon's life and, and with information. It was a cross-referenced. I, I don't really understand how punch wow, card wow. systems work, but that's what they used before computers. Uh, and, um, yeah, so N Napoleon is someone who is it, it, just an amazing historical figure. Uh, I don't know everything about Napoleon, but I know that there's a lot of people obsessed with him because that's how fascinating he is. And, and my friend Gerald um, certainly was, and he had these Napoleon dinners every year until he lost his uh, wine label printing empire and... Um, you know, uh, before his downfall. Yeah. Sorry to cut in. And you, you went, yeah. you actually went and did this documentary. You went to Paris and did the doco. Yes. Port. Yeah. Fucking that's yes. sick, dude. Nice. Yeah, it was great. I, so someone in the comment section wrote, um, flaky pastry was created to celebrate the defeat of the Ottomans by Christian forces in 1683. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. At the and of then someone, uh, Raymond reckons, here's another one too, uh, after kicking him out into Hungary, we found stores of coffee and barrels <clears throat> in their stuff. First time Europeans had coffee, we hated it, so made it better and added milk, a symbol of white conquer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm learning things. Eh? Good as gold. Uh, one question. Uh, uh, Dave, you talked about yeah. uh, Beethoven. I yeah. heard from the filmmaker Vincent Gallo that that Beethoven always made um, work that was, I think, uh, either dedicated to God or he was making them directly for the churches. And then uh, he had the chance to make music that was not dedicated to God or churches, and it was different. And some people say it was missing something. Is that correct? Oh. I'm not sure that that might be Bach. Um, might be Bach. Bach uh, uh, yeah, as I was saying before, like Bach always used to author his stuff uh, to the glory of God. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm not sure. Um, look, the, from uh, Beethoven was, um, uh, I I don't. He he wrote a solemn mass. Like he did write some some holy music, um, but his stuff was more instrumental, uh, not nece not necessarily. Um, not necessarily sacred. Um, it, that that might be Bach, um, but but even, even uh, Bach's sort of instrumental stuff is, is amazing as well. Um, you know, that, 
um, it's I'm, I'm a little bit nerdy so I'll often play Bach just to recuperate um, yeah is it nice. Bach's um, one of Bach's preludes I can't remember if it's the one that he wrote for the uh, cello or the one for the piano the, the famous one this one This one that got sent into outer space. Um, so, like, nice. you, you heard about that that um, that satellite that was just sent through like uh, the solar system, um, and like they sent it kind of basically on a one way journey, and it, it took photos of all of the different planets and all of the moons, and got us to see photos that we'd never seen before of our solar system. Um, they were like, well. Let's put like some markings on here. Let's, uh, if aliens ever find this, like we'll give them some of the best of our civilization. So they included instructions on how to make a record player and they put that piece into outer space and send it into outer space. So if aliens find it, like they'll, they'll hear that piece by Johann Sebastian Bach. It's pretty cool. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you get heaps of women, Dave, because you're a mad musician? <laughs> I wish I could say yes. <laughs> Come on. It seems to me like a pretty uh powerful and awesome skill you got there. Yeah, they 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 appreciate it. They appreciate it. There you go. See? <laughs> Big smile. He's humble, but he's you know. Boy, I gotta go grab a beer. You two chat for a for us. Sure. Yeah, tremendous. So who um uh, sort of comes after Beethoven. You were sort of talking about um, people a little bit sequentially. Uh, oh, yeah. Who else is left in the in the classical era before it ends? Uh, well, I, I've skipped over a whole heap, but um, uh, one of my other favourite composers is Frédéric Chopin. So he was a Pole um, who uh, spent a lot of time in Paris. Um, he was born in 1811 and died in, uh, I think, uh, or he, he lived to the... He died in his 30s or 40s. He died very young, basically. Um, and in his time, uh, basically, Poland was overrun uh, by the, the Germans, the Prussians and the Russians and the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Um, and so he wrote a lot of uh, music sort of basically to keep... Uh, like, he, he, was a, he was a staunch nationalist, a staunch Polish nationalist. So he wrote a lot of music which was, um, uh, you know, um, based on Polish dances. Um, so he wrote um, these things called mazurkas, which were, uh, hang on, I've got some music here. Oh, um, uh, there's, a, there's a kind of Polish dance called a mazurka, which is kind of like a waltz, and then a more upbeat one, which is called a polonaise. And uh, hang on, just give me a sec. Stay tuned, everyone. This is going to be good. I'm back. What's that do? What do you reckon? Is that better? Like that? Bang, all three in a row. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can see. Um, Got me Cooper's toy. Bang! <laughs> Trying the red one. 
Are you kind of not so centered anymore? Should I pop it back the other way? So, well, I think Dave should go in the middle because he's kind of like the performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the uh, you're the you're the magic man tonight. He's you just got about the, the skills. He's just about to play something. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is Chopin. This is this is a mazurka. Um, so this is based like on a Polish dance. It sounds a lot like a waltz, basically. Because um, yeah, like when uh, Dusty, I was saying to um, Port, like when Chopin was around, um, uh, Poland was basically divided up between three empires. It was divided up between the Germans, the Austro-Hungarians, and the and the Russians. And so he spent a lot of time in France, and he wrote um, uh, a lot of pieces from where he's from. So yeah, he, this is a Polish dance in Mazurka. I'll play a snippet of it. So, yeah, and so, like, when he's doing that, like, he's saying, hey, this is the music from where I'm from. Um, and so uh, you, you play this music, and so you've, you've got to learn about European history when you, when you play mm. it because, like, you, you, you hear his passion. Um, nice. Yeah, and then, like, he's got polonaises, but these are a bit more jumpy. There's a famous one. I can't play this one very well. Um, See, I'm terrible at it. Um, <laughs> oh, do it again. It's great. That's <laughs> a cacophony. It sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. He's, um, that one's basically, it's, that one's called the military polonaise. It's meant to designate like the, the battles and all this sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, um, he, he basically wrote music from his homeland. Um, he was homesick and he spent most of his time in exile. Um, and then if we're, if we're talking about the French, like you've got Claude Debussy, um, who was around like towards the end of the 19th century, earlier and the early 20th century, and he was part of the Impressionist music. So if you think of Impressionist painting, um, you know how like, uh, like if, if you think of like classical painting, how like these guys had basically been able to make a painting look like a photo. They were just that good. Um, so the Impressionists came along and they just found different ways of representing reality. Like they were sort of, do different brush strokes, so you sort of have to sort of step back and you'll get an impression of what the painting was trying to sort of convey rather than like rather than seeing it like realistically. Um, the Impressionists would do the same thing with music. So um, they just uh, they just sort of added other color to it. Like um, there's the famous one by Debussy. for it in my room but anyway um yeah so uh it, it's you, you just hear like a progression through the centuries of just how um music and music sensibilities changed 
And so um, if, if you're interested in it, you just want to delve deeper and it just gives you a sense of, okay, this is, this is what was happening in Europe at the time. This is what people cared about. Um, this, these are the political changes which led to the changes in music. This is, these are the technological changes that led to the changes in, in piano music and all sorts of other music. Um, so uh, it, it's not just notes on a, on a keyboard. It's not just music. It's, it's, um, it's life and it's uh, like I'm sort of giving a little snippet of it here. You just get a real sense of who we are uh, from this stuff and, and where we've come from. And each nation like had its own unique style of music. It was like a little... Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> and so British, people yeah. would kind of, if you're from that nation, you would stick into the kind of in the groove of the way people would play from your nation kind of thing or what? Uh, absolutely absolutely like um uh you're asking about the brits that's something i really don't know enough of uh myself um I, i've played a few pieces by a guy called Ed, edward edward Alga. um his stuff is really really beautiful um uh um if there was a composer called edward grieg who based a lot of his music on um uh norwegian folks folk songs um there was um bella bartok who wrote music based on Hungarian folk songs. Um, the Russians, like it's all very, like you hear it, it's all very Russian. Like there's, um, uh, there's a piano concerto, um, which it's just got this little theme, which just me me meanders around. It doesn't, doesn't do much. hear it for the first time that's it's played with an orchestra and it, that's all the piano does but then uh like Rachmaninoff he, he takes that sort of meandering theme and he just does this crazy stuff like it's just um uh he he, he turns that into this <laughs> just it like you wouldn't think that that comes from that but like he just uh he just builds on just this little idea and then just goes bang it's, it's like hearing like um it's the equivalent is like you, you know like somebody gets an idea uh for a building and then they just create a cathedral it's 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 stunning sort of stuff and that was more of a russian uh kind of sound yeah, is that right yeah yeah, you hear the Russians and like all of their music kind of has this Russian kind of sound. Like you hear um, uh, Scandinavian music, it all has a kind of sound. Like you hear French music, it sounds French. You hear German music, it sounds German. Mm. Uh, just one question, Dave. Um, I remember yeah. watching the movie Shine 
yeah. and that revolves around a, a Rachmaninoff piece uh, that, yeah, that, sends him, yeah. that, that sends him insane. Um, why would that piece uh, send uh, a, a pianist insane, do you think? Uh, he was crazy already, David Hockett. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you watch the movie, like I, I, I actually don't like that movie all that much because I, th I find it very anti-male. Um, like they've basically portrayed his father as um, some kind of um, dictator um, who is horrible to him. And like, uh, like the only people in the movie who are kind to him are, are women. Um, and it's, it, it, it's just got that um, Australian art sensibility written all over it. But like you do get the impression, okay, like he he was a little bit messed up, um, and so he was put under a lot of pressure. Um, it, it's and and he just lost it um, when he was away in another country all by himself. But it is a crazy piece. Like it's it's insane. Like um, I first started playing that thing when I was fifteen years ago, and I'm only starting to really understand it now. So like for him to understand that in his early twenties, that that would it's it's a really big deal. And um, the people who can play that like it's just it, like you watch them do it and it, it's uh the, the their skill is just at a, at a whole nother level do you know the heavy metal band sabaton ah yeah uh, is sabaton or sabotage oh i think it's sabaton it's like they do they the guys who do like classical heavy metal sort of stuff well they do heavy metal and it'll be like connected to like a battle you know what I mean? Or some war, yes. some yeah. battle, and then you can listen to the song. So I was, like, listening to a few songs in my playlist, and then I'm, like, looked up Sabaton, and then it, like, took me to a YouTube channel, and it's actually, like, documentary connected to each song, and then it tells you the history of what the yeah, wow. battle the song's about and then all this mad shit. There's, like, the That's awesome. Wing Hazard, there's some song, and it's, like, and then the winged hussar arrived, and it's like sick as ah, based on the battle on the siege of Vienna, huh? Yeah, yeah, because we went yeah, to a nice. medieval festival, and the fucking winged hussar were there. You know what I mean? And then yes. I'm like, oh yeah, sweet, these guys are fucking like the most badass looking freaking like they look like angel knights, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I yeah. And then I found the song when I'm looking them up and then I found the song and then I'm like, Oh, this band's sick, you know, and then find all these docos and connected to the band. And I was like, Oh mate, this is just getting you connected to the, um, Sabaton. Yeah. They're saying in the comments. Yeah, okay. Sabaton. Okay. Yeah, okay getting you connected to, um, to the culture. And that's yeah, kind of what yeah. you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's there's another heavy metal band called Sabotage, um, and they play like a kind of it's they're basically classical music mixed with heavy metal. Um, and I know that they had a an entire thing about um, uh, uh, Sarajevo. I'm not sure if it was the one from the Battle of the in the 1990s or something from a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, that they they had some amazing stuff. Heck yeah. That's what you're going to do, Dave, aren't you? Just, like, yeah, create some mind. mad fucking piano uh, bloody well, and connect us back to our um, culture, you know what I mean, to the tradition? Perhaps. Perhaps. A lot of it's already been done. It's it's just about teaching people um, teaching people the music, showing them what it is. Um, 
it's 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 one of the reasons I like to teach. Like you're you're connecting. Uh, I'm connecting my people with um, with their history, with their culture. Um, I'm, I'm connecting my people with my people, essentially. What about uh, Wagner? <laughs> I haven't played enough of his stuff. <laughs> um, he, he wrote a lot of opera. He did write some music for piano. Um, I haven't played any of it though. But what's the story of him? Because I, I know that uh, he's slightly controversial. Uh, <laughs> like in, in contemporary times, he's, he's quite uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Controversial. Yeah. Um, I I think he was. Uh, I actually don't know enough myself. That's that's outside my um. I, I haven't looked into that. I'm sorry. I, I should know that stuff. I really should know that. <laughs> Someone asked me my, my favorite Beethoven sonatas. Um, uh, I've got quite a few. Um, uh, there's the, the Waldstein, which is um, this beautiful one. It starts off with this great little theme. Wow. <laughs> Live action. Live. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah, what are, what are you gonna do? Um, one of the first first Beethoven's I ever learned was the old, the Moonlight Sonata. The, um, famous one So the story I love about that, so like he wrote that um, for one of his um, students who was this countess um, and he was in love with her. He wanted to marry her, but he wasn't allowed to marry her because he was a commoner um, and she was um, a noble. Um, so uh, the marriage, the, the, the planned marriage, it didn't work. And so that original theme, like everybody knows like the beautiful theme from it, the, um, all of that. But so he took that theme and he did this with it. It's, it's crazy. So he took that theme and like you can hear, okay, he was a little bit mad. He was a bit, he was a bit angry. <laughs> so everybody knows about the, the nice bit. No, nobody knows about the, uh, the bad bit. It's like the, um, you know, in the, the movie, The Wedding Singer, how there's that, that song that Adam Sandler wrote where like he wrote the verses when he's like uh, with his girlfriend and he wrote the chorus when he'd broken up with her. It's, that's basically the Moonlight Sonata. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need, just like a bloody mullet wig, Dave, and a mustache, mate. Just get out. <laughs> I could do the impersonation. Bang. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things I'm, uh, yeah, an idea that I'm working on with um, James Fox Higgins um, uh, is to basically do these uh, short sort of 15-minute videos um, where I sort of, uh, you know, I might do my, my take on like the latest um, political thing going on, um, and but then I'll, I'll I'll play a piece, and be, before I perform the piece, like I'll um, I'll sort of give a proper historic rundown of it. I'll talk about the composer, talk about the times, um, and you know, just uh, like I, I think if I sort of did one of them a month, like over the course of time, I could sort of create some good documents, which gives um, uh, you know the nationalist community um, 
just just helps them to sort of connect to that part of their culture. Mm, for sure. Yeah. Do, do you think and that always that makes some... you feel? Sorry, Paul. You go. No, no, you go first. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it always makes you. It does make you feel better about everything when yeah. you're more connected to your culture and tradition. Like we did our Highland Games on the weekend. Yeah, it was cool. fucking awesome, man. It's the first time I've worn a kilt and um, <laughs> just like we had the best day just getting amongst it. I was like, yeah, great. G'd up, just feeling like, you know what I mean? Getting amongst yeah, what, it. What, what sort of games did you do? We had um, like a caber toss. So we had, we just uh-huh. had like a plank. You know, they throw yeah, the yeah. log, the yes. big arm. Yes. Yeah. So we just had a plank. Uh, then we threw like a giant stump. Um, and then we threw like a concrete cylinder. And then we did uh, a tug of wall. And then we did some tire flipping. Kind of did like a relay. So it was like we timed it teams of four. And then we oh, did uh, sounds going through. No way that's going through. Anyway, um, yeah, we did a tire flipping relay and then some arm wrestling. And cool. we kind of cool. run out of We got too pissed. We, we were hoping to do a bit of boxing, but, you know, we do that other times anyway. So cool. it was good to just uh, – have a crack, man. That that stuff's important because, um, like, yeah, for starters, like those sorts of things, they build full body strength. Um, like, uh, like to lift something from the bottom up to up to here, like that develops your core and your back and every muscle in your body. But then to keep to then throw it um, up, like that's that's full strength. That that's that's really important stuff, and it's got history to it as well. Like, um, uh, the guys who would do that, like who would get those uh, uh, the logs or the or the massive rocks um, in a battle, they're basically your mobile artillery. They're, they're, they're small artillery to actually break up an enemy formation. And that, that, yeah. that's where that stuff comes from. No um, shit. Yeah. Just launch a fucking K-bar into you just like... Yeah, yeah. That's you, badass. You, yeah, you can break up a shield wall like that. Fuck yeah, that's sick. So what yeah. reckons in the comments... <laughs> Women always try to lift up the kilt. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa's like, do not. <laughs> they fucking do, Lisa. That's why we had no women allowed, Dave. It was a perfect day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Did you uh, did you wear it full Scottish style? <laughs> no, nah, I didn't free ball it, eh? I wore shorts underneath it. <laughs> probably a wise move probably yeah. in, in this kind of weather in this kind of weather um yeah the binary agenda said their, their favorite move uh favorite uh, um uh said yeah the, the third movement of the moonlight is great um their favorite movement is the appassionata um i can i played that too like the middle movement is beautiful it's just got this beautiful theme
and then he just takes us through this series of um, variations, and it just gets uh, bigger and bigger and bigger, and it just builds off that. And by the end, like the the, the whole thing is just going nuts. It's it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, is is there again, like I'm, I'm just giving I'm just giving little snippets. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I've heard like people say something like if you listen to classical music it can be like good for your brain or can it calm you down or actually yeah and yes what yes, about what that. people listen to these days must have the fucking opposite <laughs> effect day eh? <laughs> well yes yeah, st studies have actually been done um they've analyzed the music even from 30 years ago or from the 50s or whatever um and uh the uh, the variation in uh, harmony and and melody has become less. So people are using less notes, but basically le le less chords, less less um, less notes to make their um, harmonies and their melodies, um, and even the words, like less words are used. So um, basically, it's been proved scientifically that um, popular music has been dumbed down over the last few over the last few decades. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, f for me, like music, um, like I, I like all music, like sort of pre-early 1990s. I, I loved the 80s rock. Um, and, a, and a number of people of my generation, like sort of for them, it goes up to the 90s. And after that, it's sort of all sounded the same. I, I've liked bands since then. Like I like Muse because they have a lot of, um, use a lot of classical influences. And like the, there'll be bands that come along that I like. But to me, like the best music goes up to the 1980s. But it kind of classifies me as a bit of a fogey. Do you think that some of that is because of that's pre-digital era? Like, like a lot of the music sounds the same now and there's less people even playing instruments. It's, it's a lot of samples uh, and, and the production methods are so uniform now that there's less um, alchemy, less use of, say, a space with a certain natural reverb or... Um, there's less natural variation and it's all it's all done in a computer uh, now. Do, do yes. you think that has something to do with it? Uh, I, I'd say it probably does. Um, I've seen a few other people um, use that uh, as, as the reason why. Um, I've got my own sort of theory slash conspiracy theory about it. Like, because um, I, I remember in about 1993, 1994, music changed. Like, this the sound of music changed like um the look of all the music videos changed um uh, the 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 ethos of music changed the production changed basically when when grunge came in um all of a sudden all the radio stations stopped playing all the music all the rock music that i'd grown up with in the 1980s and they just started playing grunge and all the pop music changed as well and and so that happened in the early 90s and uh I, I found it really, really bizarre because, like, I still wanted to listen to the music. I wanted to listen to 80s, 80s rock. Um, but uh, all, all my friends were like, oh, no, that's old music. That's, but I'm like, but it was just from six months ago. So uh, for me, it was, it was like one of my first sort of examples of, okay, that's, that's of, uh, a red pill because um, I got to see how, like, um, basically some record producers and radio owners um, over in the United States, um, decided just basically to change everything about music just at the drop of a hat, and everybody just went along with it. Isn't that um, when they like? What's the conspiracy theory? How the record companies also had shares in the private prisons? Did you hear that? No. What's Have you that? heard that conspiracy theory? 
No, it's like no. all the record companies fucking bought major shares in the privatized prison section. So then they were like, oh, we need to fucking fill these prisons. And then it was just like, I'm pretty sure like they gave all these rap fucking rappers and death rap and all the shit music. They were just like, you know, blah, 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 fucking kill this person, kill that person. It was like the beginning of pretty much it was like as soon as this happened it was like the birth of the bloods and the crips and like gang rap music and it just went right. bang and there's it's like some plausible yeah it's like i've used to tell my youth boys this stuff um when i was a youth leader and i'd be like boys what are you listening to like this is just shit and i'd be like have you heard this story i'm like imagine if the shit you're listening to is like going to encouraging you to fucking end up in a prison cell because you're listening to shit just telling you to kill people like creating this fucking tribalistic gang culture that's just brainwashing you and dead set it when i was young we were brainwashed into it you'd listen to the shit and then you'd play fucking grand theft auto and we mm. were like living our lives like that you know what i mean until yes well, until grunge so, until is, I fucking woke up. Grunge is um, wouldn't exist without heroin. It, it's so entangled with mm. heroin. Um, all the significant uh, grunge artists were, you know, at least some people in the band were addicted to heroin. Um, and with the hip hop, around the same time, I guess that's when it changed to being far more gangster, far more about crime, far more degenerate. Uh, so there does seem to be a bit of a, t a cultural decline that that took place in in that era. I mean, we can also be very romantic about the eras, you know, w when we were younger, like like yes. um, uh, like the eighties. We can say it was all great. It, it, it wasn't. Uh, that's that's one of the things. But um, <laughs> certainly, um, like to think that in the in the in the nineties. I mean, I'm more familiar with with the uh, mid. Yeah, mid to late nineties, but um, that there's so much stuff it, that was in the top forty that really was quite openly degenerate. As much as I like mm. some of it, because I like it musically, it was openly degenerate. Um, and uh, yeah, like a lot of it coming out of grunge, but just alternative rock. As much as I like a lot of that stuff, it is celebrating um, degeneracy. Um, mm. uh, ab absolutely, yeah. Raymond saying in the comment section uh, and if you talk to plants and praise them compliment them they grow better and if you can if you be rude to the plants they will actually just die i've read about this too <clears throat> and then he said um so imagine what black pills <clears throat> do to our people if you can literally kill plants by just telling them they're shit cunts <laughs> i reckon it's it's true. Like, remember, what's that communist dude? You sent me the video port, and he's like, first uh, phase is demoralization, and then second phase is collapse. Like, mm. we were doing it when we did the Highland Games. Like, we were competing against each other, and, and we were just, I was like, slinging shit. I'm like, oh, okay, he's beating me on. He's, I'm second, he's third. So I just start slinging shit and sledging the boys. I'm like, nah, you shit. You're gonna fucking not get this. You fucking crap. Fuck you. And then I'm just like, look at this, so fucking light. And I'm like, so I was like playing the psychological warfare 
in the competition, you know what I mean? Trying to demoralize my competition so that the collapse, that's what I'm after, the yeah. fucking demoralization to the point of collapse, you know what I mean? Yeah. So cultural Marxism is just sledging but turned up to 100 basically, yeah. Yeah, and that's why the political correctness is a thing. They they don't want you to be able to sledge them back. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it's rigging the game. It's uh, rigging the game. It's rigging yeah. the game yeah, so yeah. it's no longer a uh, meritocracy or a, a true competition. Um, uh, Dave, what do you think about um, how society? maybe doesn't know much about classical music anymore. And even with classical architecture, um, you know, we allow this modern architecture. We don't protest the ugliness, the new ugliness of, of our cities. Like, yeah. are, are these things sort of connected? Uh, is classicism a, a, a kind of wider ideal uh, than, than just, say, classical music or architecture? Is it all kind of connected? And what does it really, what does it actually mean? It's a... What, what do we mean by the word uh, uh, classical? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, like if you look, if just to get in terms, like if I'm talking about classical music, there are different eras of the classical period uh, of classical music. Like there was the Baroque period, which is deemed to be from like 1600 to 1750. And before 1600, there's music of the Renaissance from about 1400 to 1600. Then the classical period is deemed to be from basically the 18th century. The romantic period is sort of classified. We use that to classify music from the 19th century and modern. We sort of say there's anything after that. Um, uh, if, if, if we're talking about like, the, uh, what's really interesting is that nobody writes like Beethoven anymore. Nobody writes like Chopin. Nobody really famous and he even writes about um, Rachmaninoff. Like if you listen to um, something that's supposedly by like a modern composer, it's either what's called minimalist, which is sort of like, um, and it goes on like this for like 20 minutes and it's boring and it's stupid. It's not music. Or you hear something like this and they call it music. It's not music. Um, Basically, uh, what happened early in the 20th century is that communists infiltrated uh, the, the they, basically communists destroyed classical music. Um, they came up with this idea that um, every note, uh, every note should just be equal to the to each other. So, like, I could play like notes at random. And they're worth just as much value as something which is um, uh, like it, yeah. It, it the the one is no more um, important than the other. Um, so, so they in, fucked it like they do everything, Dave. Yes, in in making notes equal to each other, um, they oh. took away the pattern. They took away the system. They they essentially made a form of musical communism, which is not music, and that's that's what, and that basically destroyed uh, classical music. And so, that idea is now throughout all of the universities, throughout all of academia. So, if you actually try to write something that's musical, you'll be told that it sounds old-fashioned, and we don't do things that way anymore. And so, the same thing happened with the same thing happened with architecture. Um, like, if if you look at the theory of um, uh, what these new architects were trying to do, um, they were uh, they they were trying to 
um, make people communists through the architecture. They wanted to take away the beauty of the architecture um, and just make it completely, um, what's the word, utilitarian. Um, if you think of like the ugly um, uh, just apartment blocks that the Soviets built, um, they, they deliberately did that to take away the soul of like the old classical architecture. Um, which was supposed to be a reflection of just um, like, like it, the, the pinnacle of our achievements. Um, and instead they, the, uh, like if, if you tried to create something that was beautiful, like that was seen as bourgeois, uh, it had to be completely utilitarian because they wanted everybody to be equal. Um, and so that's what's happened in the West now as well. Like um, we've basically just turned what used to be beautiful cities into just these ugly, um, uh, just uh, ugly um, chunks of concrete, and that's deliberate. Like I genuinely think that all modern architecture should be uh, broken down and destroyed and burnt, and we should never be allowed to build it again. Um, it's I, I actually genuinely like I don't mind that we have third world immigrants coming in here and destroying our country, uh, our countries and our cities. I don't mind that we have anarchists and communists destroying uh, our cities because. Um, uh, a lot of our cities are just ugly. Like I know that they're, they're trying to destroy our, our, our statues and the evidence that we ever existed. But um, if they flatten the cities, then we can build on top of them again, and we can build like we used to. Um, because yeah, both architecture and music. There's really beautiful comments. buildings in Brisbane City, and um, yeah. like actually, since I've been in the Proud Boys, and it's like going to rallies, going to protests getting some interviews and it's like we go to Queensland Parliament House and it's like stunning building and then you go down the road and the, and the thing is like then you know if there's a protest or a march we might meet at you know Queens Park right across from the old casino Treasury Casino I think it's a star mm -hmm. casino now Queen Elizabeth Park giant statue of Queen Queen Elizabeth and then we march through the city down to Parliament House or we've done a yeah. few um, marches where we've gone from King George Square, which is right in front of the um, city hall, and it's like, mate, this this building is stunning. Um, Nigel Farage spoke there when he came to town, and um, like you've probably seen it in a few of my videos, but it doesn't do it justice. And you know, we did we did the march from there with the South African when we marched for the South African farmers and Fraser Anning and few other some liberal national party members were there that was probably that was a fucking longest march i've been on in brisbane city but all these little things i never really like uh even the um anzac day square you know what i mean central station that's all these are like the really old significant parts of the city and you kind of feel the layout like brisbane city we've got central station say is here and then you've got Anzac Square is a big park that goes through. Then there's the po post office building. It's all beautiful sandstone. And you walk through the post office and then there's the big Catholic church on the other side. So you can look from central and it's all connected up. Bang, 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 bang. And you're like, this is the heart of Brisbane City. This is what the city was built from here and then it went out. You know what I mean? And it's just like amazing. And then there's yeah, all these yeah. giant fucking buildings. Mm 
I've got to, I've got to say I, I love skyscrapers. Um, uh, what here's something really interesting. So like uh, you, the the feminists will critique skyscrapers. They'll say oh it's a symbol of phallic. male. Yeah, they'll say that's phallic, and yeah, it is. Um, uh, and so what do feminist architect? What does feminist architecture or like sort of post-colonial architecture or whatever they post-modernist architecture? It's, they want a pit yeah. down into hell. Is what they want. Yeah, they 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 literally make vaginas. I'm dead set serious. If you um, go to, I think RMIT, RMIT it should be a giant boob. <laughs> Something we yeah. can all love. Just like yeah, it, it, there's going to be if, two if of you, them. If you go to With RMIT, a giant University, nipple hanging off it. <laughs> um, opposite Melbourne Central in Melbourne, um, like you'll actually see, like they've actually. Um, created this concave kind of structure uh, into like an old building. So that's feminist architecture. They've literally made a cave, i.e. they've literally made a vagina. So like that's, uh... for, all the, for all the thousands and millions of words that these idiots have written, um, so supposedly critiquing masculinity and the patriarchy, um, when they say, okay, here's our example of, of uh, architecture, all they can make is a representation of a vagina. Yeah. I had a dude from work. He's like uh, Yugoslavian or something. And he's like, in my country, you know why they do not listen to the fake news? I'm like, why is that, mate? And he said, oh, because you know how like you picket fences? And he's mm -hmm. like, one picket fence, it have like a, there was like a hole in it, like some wood defect. And then someone wrote on this. He's like, nobody believes every, anything they read anymore because of this. It said pussy. And he's like, a man come along. He drink too much. He put his penis in this pussy and dog bite his dick off. And he's like, now no one in my country believe anything they read. And I was like, you're fucking mad, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He sounds like every Yugoslavian I've ever met. Every single one of them is crazy. Let's just say. And I always keep yeah, banging on about my hatred for communism, but I feel like he, he kind of has a soft spot for communism for some reason. I'm just like, come on, trying to get that, shake it out of him, you know? Just one thing, Dave, um, you mentioned before you would be happy for, you know, the cities to be torn down and we will all then be able to build something better and, and go classical again. Uh, that's basically a, an accelerationist argument, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very skeptical of this. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I believe that, no, if it was all flattened, it's going to be a Google smart city. You're not going to get anything classical. And even if you did, it would only be superficial. Um, you can build things to look classical, but they're not built in a classical way. And in fact, they're built to look like that partly because of the, the practical ways of how to build something out of stone as, as, as well. And my fear is in this kind of both the left and the right having forms of accelerationism, and they both kind of want to rev things up, is that what we'll do is um, remove things that are irreplaceable, and then we would truly be severed from the past. Uh, so I'm not quite there with the um, uh, accelerationist argument. I think that... Um, there's still enough that is uh, worth worth saving, uh, and that I think it's you don't know what you've got until it's gone. And if you think that the 
if, if we remove everything that um, it, we're going to replace it with something better, I think is, is such a gamble. Um, I, I understand the accelerationist argument to a degree, but um, I still fear that um, it will be replaced with something, you know, horrible. Just build a, um, make sure you let me on the arc, Dave, before the flight comes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You need two yeah, bogans, yeah. a male and a female, at least. <laughs> We've got to keep the bogans alive. That's it. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's always the the question, isn't it? Um, uh, do you build arcs or um, do you defend what you have? Um, you, you make a really strong case, Port. Um, it, to, to be honest, like I I, uh, I account for both. Um, like uh, I, I like the idea of um, having a contingency for both. Like uh, fight for fight for every inch that you have that you hold. Um, but build the arc as well. Mm, that's yeah, right. yeah. I, 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 sure. I, I'm, I'm at the risk of sounding flaky um, because, like, I, I can't, I, I can't argue against what you said because uh, you're right. Um, for me, I'm like, okay, let's 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 go, let, let's uh, let, let's let's plan for both. You know, mm. like if, if we can hold on to what we have, good. Um, if they if they flatten what we have good we'll, we'll rebuild it sort of had that sort of positive positive attitude to both outcomes oh and I, I think I understand uh, where you were initially coming from as well because yeah. we are heading in such a direction at, at least culturally uh, mm. and it doesn't seem to be stopping that is um, you know basically communism it hasn't ceased even with conservative governments it's still moving mm. in, in this direction so I can understand trying to bring something to its um, collapse at least on a cultural level i don't necessarily support the idea but i can understand it because um yeah. Yeah. There, there doesn't it doesn't cease this movement left doesn't cease uh isn't there something something's law that any institution that is not explicitly right wing will over time become left wing i forget what the what the law is called but it, mm. it seems i to forget be... the name Matt, maddie would know the law would know the name of it but yes yeah please continue because yeah you're right yeah, so I, I, I mean, I've something has to kind of rise up um, that says no to all of this uh, and is prepared to be very politically incorrect to basically save Western nations. Uh, I, I mean, I'm you know basically a civnat, I guess you'd say, but I, I recognise there are limits to civic nationalism and that civic nationalism has allowed all of this to happen. And that civic nationalism is almost like a sort of Kmart version of all these classical ideas, classical music, classical architecture, mm. uh, all these um, deeper Western ideals. Civic nationalism is, is kind of like off the rack kind of, you, you just have to say you're this and, and then we're, we're, we're all, all right. And it's like, well, not really. Like, like uh, it, it, um, I, I'm really starting to question. Yes, yeah, like even myself, civic nationalism, um, uh, the idea when I became more politically minded, it's like, yeah, that's awesome. But I walked out of, like, I mean, I'm a Christian, so I'm embedded in a culture where, you know, mixed race people are getting on amazing and churches of thousands and thousands, congregations and our kids are playing together and we're getting on great. But without our common faith, I don't know if it will work. Like, I know... 
our church is our church is very civic nationalistic. We celebrate all the public holidays and they don't capitulate. It's very patriotic and you know, there's just that normal way to fucking do life and we all get on and the Christians all seem to get on. But then I don't know, I, like I don't know if civic nationalism will can work with Christianity. If we're all got a religion helping us and the love of the nation, like it takes a it takes a lot to get that make that watch start churning and then all them cogs to start forming together. It's a lot of work. So like you know, you look at me, the dusty bogan, I wanna be out there trying my best to create that model where we could be patriotic and everyone could fight for this nation like the people come in and be like i love this flag i love the anthem i don't think you know who would sit there and say exactly what i'm saying no illegal immigration we need to have sensible immigration we need to have natural population growth i think everyone should be saying that you know i think aboriginals and like I said, the Vietnamese who come in and fled communism or the people we have here now, we could be like, fuck you to the rest of the world and just be like, nah, we could all be patriotic Christians and civic nationalism could work, but we've got a long, long way to go. Well, there's, it's like there's an a, idealistic. The, the, the reason why you've got a long way to go is because universities are teaching people to be the complete opposite and so they are teaching the ruling class to be uh, anti-nationalist, to be internationalist, uh, yeah. and yeah, so how, how do you how do you compete with that? It, it's still a, a really a, a small number of people that that go to church. Um, I think that where you will find nationalism now is more in the in the working class because things are a bit more life and death for them. Um, you know, the, they can't just escape to another country or be in a gated community. Uh, that's why, you know, people will refer to the working class as being, you know, racist and things like that. So, well, wait a minute. No, they're, they're, they're the ones living with the consequences of government policy and utopian mm -hmm. ideas. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, yes, um, I think there's a, a, a great challenge uh a great challenge here. I'm not sure what the practical answer is. I I, I know ideologically what the answer is, but how can um, how can this ideolo ideologically become mainstream uh, when people are plugged into mainstream media and social media? It's very difficult. Is it like is it Trotsky's version of communism that we're seeing now? It's is globalism Trotsky's global communism they're finally that um, is the yeah, what we're dealing um, with like or what that's that, that's the dialectic isn't it like um uh, it's understanding that um what's been happening in the west isn't just something that went wrong after world war ii it isn't just something that went wrong in 1917 it's not something that just went wrong when marx um wrote das kapital it's not even just something that went wrong um, in the late 1800s when the French Revolution happened. Um, it's it's something that went wrong uh, centuries ago in the West. Um, uh, you, you, it's basically the birth of liberalism. Um, uh, just uh, 
And you could even take it further and say it goes back to the Reformation, the, the rejection of uh, the original Catholic Church. Um, and then just this uh, centuries-long drive to... Um, Godless atheist, Dave, or what? Yeah, yeah, but, but basically to reject God. Um, and that, that drive started centuries ago. Um, and understanding that uh, th this ideal of um, progressivism, of liberalism, has just, it's, it's always tried to, like, fight the next battle and just uh, bit by bit by bit, um, year after year, decade after decade, they've just whittled away, they've just chipped away at the foundation of the West. Um, and so for me, the only way to counter this is to completely reject um, uh, the idea of liberalism, this idea that we are just creating um, what Mark refers, Mark Moncrief refers to as the autonomous individual and uh, go back to God like what and and find okay like this is this is original Christianity. this is where we actually need to go back to um, and build our rebuild our civilization on that. And like so, so, yeah. so like say like because I always say like I I believe in the West because it is the empowerment of the individual. You know, we get a vote, the common law, the right to earn. I earn my wage and I buy this. I own this hat. You can't steal it. You can't vandalize it. I own it. That's a part of the common law, like ownership, equality, as as in Dave's like got all these degrees. He's super talented. I'm some bogan, but you're not better than me. If you murder someone, I murder yeah. someone. We're the same, you know, King Port Film Co., you know, he's the descendant of, he's an earl, you know what I mean? He's, look at him, he's, that's all handed down from generations, all his antiques and stuff, he's loaded. And like, I'm just the simple bogan here, man, you know? No, <laughs> but, the th and, you know, I like them ideas, it's the empowerment of the individual. And then you look at, say, from a, British side of things, but then you've got the American constitution side of things. And all that is the empowerment of the individual. But there was the idea of defending that or the idea of that was always in the empowerment of the individual was always for a godly people, for a Christian godly people. So we see the descent of, of Western civilization because the individuals have descended into chaos we're we're degenerating you know what yes. i mean yes individualism only works if the people are godly if the people are christian and they self-regulate mm. themselves mm, okay. um uh, uh i'm i'm wary of defining the west uh by like what we sort of understood to be like conservatism over the last century so i'm, I'm wary of defining the, the west over um sort of individualism freedom of speech democracy um to me the west is our people it's it's who we are um and it's our devotion to god um i i, I think uh, us europeans we are characteristically more individualistic than other people in the world um and so that comes out just by nature of who we are but i'm wary of elevating that above um blood and soil like to, to me uh, blood soil and god to me that's that's what the west is do you think and, and, and the, like I was sorry. thinking about Christianity today and it was like, you know, Israel there was a nationalistic nation who, you know, they were God's chosen people and it, the shift was 
Christianity was like, no, the heart of Jesus and the disciples were like, go, go to all the nations. Like, so every individual nation is God's prize, prize possession. Like, this is what I believe. I believe Australia. I believe in, you know, Anglo-Saxon Celtic people, my people. I'm called to save my people because God has a heart for my people. You know what I mean? And God has a heart for every individual nation. But I believe, you know, the Great Commission, the calling for Christians is to nations. You know what yes. I mean? It's not that we water oh. down nations and have globalism. Like, it's a call to each nation, individually, each nation, to be uniquely that, but how God loves them, you know, for their uniqueness. You know what I mean? So I some people might be like, it, it's like a, you know, I just think how Israel was like this one thing. They didn't, you know, they, they were just, it was them and God. They didn't give a shit about anyone else. It was just for them. Yeah, yeah. Christianity is for, I know this message goes, came to the Celtic people of Ireland and, you know, we embraced this. We became Christian and it's a blessing to us and, you know, it might go, it's going to Nigeria, it's going to the Philippines, it's going to all these other nations, you know what I mean? And it's like there's, there's a uniqueness for each nation that should be, you know, I, I want to save Australia. I want to make Australia great again as a Christian, as like a mission from God, you know what I mean? Yes, I think ethnic nationalism is ordained by God. I think um, uh, people living in their own homelands are free uh, just to rule over themselves and, and like, um, obeying God, that's that's a recipe for world peace. Um, uh, we, we've been fooled into... Well, um, the, the communists have worked really hard to to portray that as a as a recipe for war when really like what they're trying to do like mix everybody together um that's the recipe for war like uh, diversity plus proximity equals conflict um and that's, that's what they're trying to do they're, they're, and they're trying to do something which goes against god's law um because yeah you look at the bible and it's, it's basically a nationalist handbook yeah i think like the the balance though that we have in christianity is like you can help your neighbour, even though they're completely different. So there's like the love yes. of the self and my own nation. But then, you know, you know, we could look at Arthur Phillip. Like I would say Arthur Phillip had a statement. There'll be no slaves in this land. There'll be no harm done to the Indigenous. And we're going to – the call was for Australia and all the surrounding Pacific Islands. So like we could be like there's a godly calling on this nation – and we're to love, you know, we've come here on a mission to be, to create this great nation, but we're going to love our neighbours too. Like, you know what I mean? We don't have to. So I would say like, you know, I love Nigeria. I love the Philippines. I love these uh, Brazil. I love Mexico. And I, I love Australia. I love the UK. I love America. You know, I love New Zealand. So like, but I'm an Australian. I'm going to fight. For Australia, to that we would yes, be a godly yes. nation, and you know, all these things. I, I say that for I would fight for that every person would know and live a godly 
godly life voluntarily from the inside out you know what i mean like they would feel that like i don't hate other people at all like oh i don't think i'm better than them i think there's a calling for their nation there's a calling for this nation i would help someone but i know my calling is here you know what i mean something like that that's i think that's the balance that's where you get that there is that balance where it's not the communists might say oh it's creating an us versus them and it's like no like pick up your bible read it that's there's a calling for each nation and it's not that it's that we we could be brothers in christ but we can be uniquely you know called as each nation and we stand together and the you know Yes, well, every, well, when, when we think of um, Jesus' 11th commandment, he says to us, love thy neighbor as thyself. So to love your neighbor, you have to love yourself. To love people from another country, you have to love your own country and your own people. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, um, I'm really sorry. We, it feels like we're actually starting to get into the really interesting stuff. But I've got to get going to get onto the Uncuckables. Otherwise, Tim Wilms will yell at me. <laughs> no worries mate thanks for coming no on it's been thanks, a real Dave. pleasure i'd actually love to come on again because it's it, honestly it's like we've just opened the door to a really really interesting conversation um yeah for sure uh, mate yeah um it's 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 why like um so next week we've got the xyz conference and i'd love to have you guys on as panelists um i'll have a chat with you guys um adam pickett will actually be talking about christianity on the thursday um thursday 2nd of july so i think you guys would actually be really if you guys would like to join me on that Thursday night, I think you guys could ask some really interesting questions because he'll be sort of going more into in depth about what I've been talking about the last 10 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. Sounds sure. great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. Um, Can you play oh, that little Aussie tune before you go? What was it before? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. There you go. You fucking beauty. That's awesome. Good stuff. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, thanks very much, gentlemen. That was thanks brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Real mate. pleasure. Cheers. Thanks. You there he nice. is. He's what a smart guy. Up. He's a smart man. Yeah, heck yeah. Mm. So what do you reckon? We wrap it up, Port. Yeah, and let's do it. Yep. Thanks um, everyone for tuning in. I think uh I fully neglected the bloody D live tonight, but I actually worked it out. Vampire Frog in Eastern Orthodox we have a different view individual individualism is mostly a western phenomenon just before we wind it up uh, one thing i wanted to say was that uh with christianity uh the different nations do have a different um version of christianity that is kind of reflective of 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 them so mm -hmm. like uh as, as your friend is saying um uh, the 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 russians uh, the slavs and the greeks We'll have a different Christian uh, tradition to the, the Italians and and the and the Catholics, um, as will the, the the Protestants as well. 
or Protestantism in Africa or Protestantism in Asia. It's they're quite mm -hmm. distinct. And like Fiji, and you go to Fiji yep. in church, or you hear, and you're like, oh. And and it's like because they're uh, a different culture, uh, they're using their culture to e e express, uh, you know, the, the story message of the of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I think that that um, can be threatened with, with 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 too much multiculturalism. I mean, mm -hmm. just down my street, sure. there's a Vietnamese church. You know, I'm I'm not going to go there. I I, I I love that they're doing what they're doing. Uh, mm -hmm. And I love that the Vietnamese tend to be more Christian uh, than the uh, the actual Anglo Australians, but I'm not going to go there. It's going to be their um, style, you know, and and it's mm -hmm. going to be their their expression. And it would be a shame for them to lose that in time because of multiculturalism. Yeah, for sure. Imagine like God sitting down and being like. Oh, look at this bogan as church, and he'd be like, mm, "You beauty." He'd be like loving yeah. it, and then he's like, "You know, oh, we'll have a look over there. How's Fiji going?" And they're like getting half cut on the carver and praising Jesus, and he's like, "Oh, they're going all right." And then yep. he goes over to uh, you know somewhere else in Mexico, and they're smashing a pinata and going into church, and he's just like, "Geez, I've bloody done a bit of these people of brilliant." He have you ever it. had that? Have you ever had the carver out of a coconut? No, I haven't. I'm keen to have it, but it's. Keen to have I don't it. know. I don't know if it does anything, but I did find myself talking a lot. You know, like there used to be a place oh. had like called the carver hut, uh, and and the 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 ground is just sand in there, and you're walking on sand, uh, and they they deliver it to you in these um, half coconuts, you know, and it's. Um, I wouldn't say it tastes horrible. It's just it's not like a conventional drink, and mm -hmm. it kind of makes your mouth a bit numb, and then you just find yourself chatting and talking, and you're not yeah, quite cause sure. My Fijian mate, he like he played for the Broncos and and all this. My mate from church, and he had um, he has like full traditional Fijian. Um, they put out like the mats like the hand woven mats and then all it's only he reckons all the blokes sit around and drink it and then pass it on you pass it around pass it around and they'll brew up some more and he said he said people just talk shit and then they get themselves in trouble and they said like that's why it's just the boys mm. because like when the women like he this must go back you know, back hundreds of years of tradition, like it's they keep it kind of separate. He was saying, he's like, so when the boys are having a drink, bang, he's like, you know, and he's like, and a few times you did it with the women, and then you talk shit, and then it ends up being like two weeks of fucking drama because mm -hmm. of all the shit you're talking. And when it's the boys, they know it's just like whatever we were. You know, mm -hmm. we were dipping into the body. Oh, look who it is. Roots Calhoun. Are we going to bring him on or what? Oh, yeah, of course. Where are you? Where are you, Roots? <laughs> come on, Roots, if you can. For a quick come, come on. on, say good day. It's been fucking ages. Raymond, you should come on too, mate. You seem like a decent enough bloke. 
anytime super, you want. Super chats uh, for him to fire his gun. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you'll do that again, but that was yeah. great. That was the most classic moment of the Aussie alternative media YouTube scene was, was when Roots um, um, did that. Is he coming on? Or? The, I don't know. I think I got Roots in trouble for that. Maybe his missus slapped him or something. I don't know. I don't know, but... That was, was, nice the, that was out of control. That was when I just, I kind of just got this stream yard and I'm like, so I'm the kind of, you know, I just slapped my show together last minute. So I'm like, oh, fuck it. Just anyone come on and just posting the link in the chat and then, you know, met Roots and how good is that? That's like fully, you know, bang. We did. We created something amazing. Then I was too. I was scared. I took that video off air. I pretty. Oh, maybe it's up. Maybe it's still up now. I think. I think I switched it back on. Okay. Yeah. I was a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Is he coming on or, or what? No, maybe he's not. Maybe he's busy. Roots the madman. Should we wrap it up? If he's, yeah, on. no worries, man. Yep. Um. All right, Uncuckables is on now, so any, any Aussies. Um... All good, Roots, brother. We love you, mate. Yeah, so that was real good tonight with Dave coming on. I'm so glad he got to um, show us his amazing talent. And um, next week is XYZ Conference. So I think I'll um, try my best. Maybe we could even do... You know, I'll hit up Dave if he wants me on Tuesday, Thursday. Maybe we'll have to migrate the show over and uh, jump on board and fucking help him. Or, yeah. You know, get amongst it because uh, I feel like Dave's the kind of guy. Hopefully, we can bring a whole lot of people together, and um, it's not like everyone's going to agree. But that's just fucking real life, isn't it? No one, no one agrees on everything. But yeah, I think that's yeah. like trying to make some kind of uh, we we find the things we agree on, and then we just stick stick to that, and we try. I think not we, can, we, we can broadly agree that communism is a is a is a problem and a, a present danger, uh, and it threatens to bring down a civilization. So mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the right that is divided really needs to um, put down its guns in regards to each other. And work together to fight this uh, a, a real enemy right now. So yeah, know. I feel like like as a Christian, um, you know, for years volunteering in the church, we used to go and street evangelize every Friday night for years. I would not be able to be a Christian or evangelize or share my faith un with these nutcase people. Like they are fucking intolerant pieces of shit, and like. Uh, you know, for me to be consistent with my own beliefs or my own religion, right, if I'm like, oh, shit, we're all heading towards the cliff, you know, we're all on the fucking happy, the happy bus heading towards the cliff, and I'm like, fuck, boys, we're heading towards a cliff, let's fucking get off now, and I'm like trying to fucking say, come on, I want to be able to do that. Imagine if you're a Christian and you couldn't do that. That mm. would just be, I can't do I can't live my faith. I can't be a Christian if I can't 
share my faith, if I can't talk to people about my, you know, my my culture and my tradition and my belief system, like, so it's a part of me. I can't, I just, and I, I just don't feel like even the most radical right-wing person would never try to silence my faith, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, we're dealing with a bunch of fucking control freaks. Even Rev, the, the atheist, uh, you know, the hardcore, yeah, uh, uh, you know, nihilist atheist, right winger, uh, mm. yeah, would, wouldn't do that exactly. I fucking the thing, like, I like Rev. I think uh, you know how I kicked um, Jovi off out of my Dusty Bogan's mates. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wouldn't. See, I would, I like Rev as a friend, even though I disagree with him. Jovi, I just don't think I would get along with Jovi. Like, he's just not, I have a connection with Rev, kind of like the guy, even though we don't agree or we don't see things so. Hey, here he is. Yo, yo, yo. You got your hat, mate. Or we don't see things so. You there? All right, man. Uh, yo, I got to put fucking headphones on, man. Uh, give me a second. I forgot about that. Sure. No worries. What you we saying like about a Jody? fucking stud. Look at ya. Now you're dealing with two of us, Port. Hold on. I know. I need to get one of these uh, Legionnaires uh, hats. Yeah, I'll post Dude, you on My down. girl's going to fucking kill me. What were we saying about Jovi? What's your? I, I don't. God, I, I don't like Jovi. Fucking see what, this what, shit. Why don't you, uh... I don't know. There's something instinctively in my heart I can't explain about Jovi. I just don't like him. Like Rev, I, I like Rev. Like even though I kicked Rev out of my chat, and he's he, I said just go the Wild West because you're a bit wild like for this. Rev, I, I like Rev. Like, even though I kicked Rev out of my chat. What? That it sounds good. Like, um, the Wild West, you're a bit wild. I like Rev, even though I kicked Rev out of my chat. Are you chucking them ears, earphones in, Roots? Because it sounds terrible. I got my earphones in, man, and it's echoing like a motherfucker. I'm going to refresh. Hold on. Bang. Yeah, so, anyway, Roots will be back. I don't know. Like, here's a th here's here's my strategy, man. Because I do believe in freedom of speech, right? I've got my Dusty Bogan's mates on Telegram, and I don't want to kick people out or silence them because I believe in freedom of speech. So I have the Wild West, so I can be like, "You're not on the same wavelength with with me." Mm. Just go to the Wild West. You can, you know. You can say whatever you want over there, but in the in my Dusty Bogan's mates, I kind of I feel like it is a reflection on me in the Dusty Bogan's mates because I'm saying everyone in here are my mates. The people who follow me, they're my mates. We kind of want to get on. I think we're on the same wavelength, but I also I do believe in freedom of speech. So like, if I if I think like, nah, you're a bit out of touch with the way I feel it, and it's a bit on the verge, at least I can be like, sorry, brother. Is that no just hatred? Politics or what's what's the issue? 
I feel like he probably is sincerely racist, like where I find as a Christian I just couldn't hate another person. Like I believe people are made in God's image, so it it like it frustrates me. Like I feel like it's a robbing him of a connection he could have with someone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Do you have an African mate who you love and is your mate? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I do. I got Aboriginal mates who I love and are my mates. And I like my brothers, like just done life together for so long. It's like, you like this. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I just can't. I don't know. Like, that's just my personal thing, dude. You know what I mean? And um, you, you in know the Wild a- West, he can post as many memes that are over the top as he wants, you know what I mean? And it's not a reflection of me because it's the Wild West. It's a freedom of speech debate page or freedom. It's a freedom of speech. It's not necessarily debate. Whatever it is, it's the Wild West, dude. It's the Wild West. That's what it is. I don't want to have a limit on that page, but on the – because, like, so I don't hate Jovi. I don't hate Rev. You know what I mean? I'm not fucking trying to silence them. Because you know that the – the, the the two of them have a podcast now together, basically, uh, and it's, it'd probably uh, be funny. It's pretty good, uh, and like what I like about Jovi is, um, I don't agree with a lot of his uh, politics and positions on things, uh, but he is very smart and he's willing to discuss them, uh, and he's willing to be told that he's wrong. He doesn't get aggressive about it. Um, and that is uh, true. and he's a Christian, like a like a serious Christian. Uh, that you know, he posts a Bible verse every day. Uh, and he uh, asked me if I wanted to go on his show, so I would go on his show, and I would talk to him, and I'll have I'll give him a go. I gave yeah. the guy a go. He was in it. We'll let Roots on anyway. Hey Roots, how you yeah, I'm back. Yeah, sweet sorry brother, you finally got the hat. Yeah, I got the hat. Well, what hat? Yeah. What hat are you talking about? <laughs> it's glued to your head now, mate. It's fucking glued to my head, man. Uh, make Australia great again. People are looking at me like I'm a fucking retard when I walk around. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck. That's yeah. powerful. I'm, I'm a fucking Aussie now. <laughs> <laughs> That's your citizenship, mate. Just fucking wear that. Rock you fly in, roll, you fly in the country with that on your head. No passport, brother. You don't need one. Fuck Bang. yeah, man. Make Australia great again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Fuck oh, yeah. Dude. How long did that take, man? That was months, eh? Man, that Yo, that took a long fucking time, man. Uh, Fuck yeah. How long have you oh, had it for? I, I, don't, I don't fucking know. I'm taking these fucking things off. Um... Uh, I don't know, you man. Wanna I see your beautiful eyes. You want to see your beautiful Irish eyes? Pull, uh, oh, dude, I'm bridge. fucked up, man. My allergies are so bad. Like, I've been fucking... My nose has been bleeding. My eyes have been fucking crying uh, for no fucking reason. Are people... Can I, can I see what people are saying? Yeah, hit, hit the comments uh, in your top. It should be your top right-hand corner. Should say comments. You get it? All right. Yeah. Look. Look at me, dude. Look at my fucking hoodie. 
Look at how much cat hair is on it. Can you see that? You've been shagging yeah, I, the pussy again. It's <laughs> fucking gross, dude. Nice I'm hoodie. So... Looks good, bro. You got the snake on there. The old um, don't tread on me, is it? Oh. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. That's badass. I wear that every day. I have that fucking. I, I fly the Gatsby flag outside of my house. Um. But, dude, the fucking cat laid on me while I was sleeping in my sweater. And I got, I'm covered in fucking cat hair. And I got bad allergies to begin with. Um, and I mowed the lawn. And, like, all this shit, like, I'm fucked. And I'm the commies fucked. are pissing you off. And the all commies the are, Did you say the commies are pissing me off? Yeah, the commies are pissing you off, too. I'm going to kill the commies. Yeah. I'm here. You're here to save the world. Kill the commies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I. Yeah, I miss your brother, I. Dude, I fucking miss hanging out with you, dude. Like, it sucks. It fucking sucks. Like, going to work, doing shit. Um... I wish How's I could... the virus, bro? How's the fucking statues getting pulled down? What's what's happening in your city? Uh, they haven't done shit here. Uh, we actually, uh, uh, me and my, god damn it, I feel like an asshole with these glasses on. Uh, you me look and my fine, neighbors, we can't tell. Me and my neighbors uh, actually went uh, and walked, uh, what is it, like two blocks, two blocks, three blocks, to our uh, downtown, and uh, we went into uh, a person's uh, business that said, hey, get the fuck in here, and we walked into their business, and we walked up onto the roof, and we sat up there with our fucking rifles, and we saw maybe, maybe three, four fucking people that were coming to uh, do bad shit, and they saw us because we whistled at them and we let them know we were there. Uh, and they fucking ran away. They didn't That's do bad ass. That's mad. Good on Dude. your roots. You're a fucking legend, mate. I'm not a fucking legend, man. You're a full-blown Aussie cunt. Look at ya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an ugly cunt, not an Aussie cunt. <laughs> Have a look at you. You got them beautiful Irish eyes, mate. Roots, so uh, what's the situation in your state then? Uh, it's not really being affected by these riots. And and it, it, uh, if that's the case, what are the reasons for that? Uh, my state is affected by these riots. Um, uh, we are entering stage four, I believe. Stage four or stage... Uh, Stage five, whatever the fuck they're doing. I don't, I fucking hate that shit. Um, mm. But uh, yet, uh, I don't, I don't think many people are really paying attention to it. We don't really give a flying fuck. Is that partly because of the, the media and the way uh, they've pr uh, presented these protesters as, you know, uh, 
either benign or, uh, you know, positive? Uh, I lost it, man. Can you repeat uh, that? Can you hear me now? You, yep. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 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 So do you think that that's partly because of the media and the media has portrayed these protesters as a, a either a positive thing or certainly their movement as a, as a positive thing? Is that why uh, people are not taking it seriously? Um, I don't know if I can answer that. Uh, I think uh, people that are protesting, uh, absolutely, they deserve to they they have the right to protest, but they don't deserve to fuck my shit up. They don't deserve to fuck everybody else's shit up. Um, and I think uh, that they've carried on like fuckheads now. They've gone they're beyond. They're paying for it. They're gonna end up paying for it, man. Um, and I don't want them to. I don't want them to, dude. <sighs> is, do you reckon there is like I'm covered in cat hair, dude? <laughs> is there a kind of discrimination that happens to black people, or what, or is it bullshit? Like I feel I like an. I think, think it's bullshit. bullshit. So yeah. you you treat people like I reckon most for the most part you just treat people if they are a fuckhead they are a fuckhead if they are a good bloke they are a good yeah. bloke doesn't matter like yeah that's you just how it goes. you treat people how they are like yeah you know if someone gives you a fair go and they're half decent you just yeah mate no worries and if and you can pick up if you're they're a fuckhead. Yeah, most of my family are cops. Uh, I'm a I'm a fucking bricklayer myself, um, I, and a cat a cat dude. For Jesus Christ, I hate cats. Uh, but yeah, man, no, dude, it's everybody. Every, it's it, everybody's got a fucking weird mindset nowadays. And it's not fucking, it's not legit anymore. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's yeah. fucking crazy, man. My fucking cousins that are cops are like, yo, yo, Nikki. Yo, Nikki, man, I'm fucking quitting. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm, I don't want to be a cop anymore. And I'm fucking sitting here like, then what the fuck good cops we got? Like, what the fuck kind of good cops we got? Like, because I don't, I don't fucking know anymore, man. Mm. I don't know anymore, man. I'm fucking freaking out. I'm freaking I, out. I, I, I'm actually freaking out in Australia. I'm spending a lot of time uh, following the situation. It's really disturbing. Um, and how can major american cities decide to disband their police force how can they ever get to that situation that is insanity i don't know but they're doing it they're doing it they're doing it what the fuck do we do man what do we do how do we how do we deal with that hmm. we got to keep God. doing what we've been always doing man and it's just being normal cunts if we drink the poison, we become like them. 
And what do you need? The world doesn't need any more fuckheads. Like, there's already too many. Like, we're dealing with... It's good and evil, right and wrong. It's either you're a fuckhead or you're a good cunt. Like, and I don't want to become... If I drink the poison, I will become like them. And I'm not interested. I don't think their lives are happy. Like, I don't think these rioters, these left-wing losers, I don't think they're happy. I don't think they're fulfilled. I don't want to be them. Like, I reckon it's a miserable existence, and that's why they're just fucking political correct word police, the most intolerant people on earth. Like, they are just miserable. And I wouldn't want to fucking, I don't, I don't, I think they're full of it and I wouldn't want to be like that for a minute. Like, but the, the problem is people are, f- are being forced to be like that. What's happening mm. uh, culturally is that there's pressure to conform to this movement. If you don't, po- if you're a business and you don't post a black square basically apologizing uh, for, for, for everything uh, that you did, didn't do. Hey, hold uh, on, hold on, buddy. They, who the, who the fuck are you? Who are you, man? Introduce yourself, please. Sure. Uh, port Film Co-op. I'm just a guy online. Oh, you're Port? Yep. Yep. Good to see your roots. Yeah. Straight, straight back at you. Uh, I just nice. – uh, but there is a lot of pressure, and I know this because it's not just in America. This is a, a movement that's happening kind of globally, and in Australia there's a lot of pressure. Like our, our um, one of our favorite TV comedies – has just been, you know, um, banned from Netflix and uh, and won't see the live day again. They're going to take everything. They're going to take everything from us. Everything funny, everything we laugh at, everything we fucking, everything we fucking think is funny. They're going to fucking take it, and they're going to make it offensive, and say like, "Oh, we, you shouldn't laugh at that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that." Fuck them. Port, yo, fuck them. What the fuck are we going to do as men? Yes. What are we going to do, dude? I'm out of business. If they, if political correctness takes over, I'm fucked. My whole life is politically incorrect. Everyone I know is politically incorrect. We, yeah, I can't yeah, go. I can't do it. Every morning we start work with a safety meeting, right? And it's all shit talking and political incorrectness and banter and putting shit on each other. Like, how am I gonna? How are we gonna operate? How how are concrete is gonna exist? They have to exterminate all the concreters too. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do, man. Um, I've I've even seen it on on the job, like laying bricks. Um, Working with my homies, uh, some of, some of the people I've been working with for years are repeating what they're seeing on a fucking TV. They're repeating it like, "Oh, we need to rethink America. We need to uh, uh, rethink how how we're doing." It's like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't Man. know. I remember, like, Jordan Peterson saying, like, Jordan Peterson is, like, he said something like, I find it in life when things are functioning. He's like, that's actually, like, a miracle. Like, just that things are ticking by. 
whatever in your marriage or your workplace or your life, things are just ticking by. He's like, the best thing we can do is just leave it the fuck alone. He's like, just be like, oh, it's it's just functioning. It's just working. Working. It's a miracle. Yes. Yeah, don't do anything. Like, just leave it the fuck alone. Yeah, civilization. Like, that's what. Yeah. That's what we should be doing. These people are trying to reinvent the wheel, and they are fuckheads. Like, they are fuckheads. We're getting on good. When I finished school in 2005 and the Dave Chappelle show was on and everyone was having a laugh about this shit, Every, we, we, no one believed in racism. We overcome. We were in a post-racist world. Racism had been done and dusted and we were allowed to joke about it. And fucking black people were. Remember Dave Chappelle's fucking show where he wore the KKK hood and shit, and he was the blind kid. Yeah, remember that episode? Yeah, and he's like, "White power." Black kids at my school would be like, "White power." Oh, white power! All the black kids would say, "We'd fucking laugh our heads off." No one gave a fuck. And now we've descended. We've let these people descend us into chaos. I bet you if I went back to my old school and spoke to people and be like, yo, this is what it was like when I grew up here, went here fucking back in 2015 years ago. What do you reckon? I bet you it'd be like, it's fucked. It's hard to know uh, what the solution is because I feel like these communists are very prepared and that they've, they've worked for this moment for a long time. A lot. And they, forever. They, they've forever. controlled the universities. Yeah, they've controlled the universities for a long time. They've uh-huh. been indoctrinating people uh, and they've made white people so guilty that they're afraid to even speak out on basic rational law and order things uh, because of their fear of being racist or privileged. So it's like a, they've set the sort of perfect trap um, for... For Americans uh, who are showing tremendous restraint right now, like oh, well, where are the where are the mass shootings and and white people going out and 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 and, and uh, being violent? Then they they they're not. They're staying home. They're looking after their families. And but there's got to be a tipping point, surely. Like the and not only that, really, these are these people are communists. They're a threat to the nation, and they should be treated as such. Where, like that, uh, Carson, are you an Aussie? Are you an Aussie? Yes. Or, yes. You're an Aussie. Um, we 100% are uh, ready to rock and roll uh, in the U.S. Uh, it's just... Uh, like, Chaz, like, people were like, you should have... Uh, got up and did something when it was Chaz, when Chaz, when those people took over and all that shit. It's like, no, God, that's kind of fucking faggotry. Um, man, you, I guess- you'd just go, we'd just send you in there and you'd just snap all these necks. It'd be like a fucking 90s action movie. I'm not snapping any necks, man. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not, dude. I'm a fucking. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. Hands up, man. I'm a bitch. 
but dude, you think these people aren't hearing this? We're fucking hearing this. We're hearing what's going on in Seattle. We're hearing what's going on in fucking Portland. We're hearing what's going on. And, dude, I'm a fucking motorcycle dude. I'm a fucking old, like, truck guy. Like, I like old trucks. And there's no way in hell these sons of bitches that I fuck with are going to let these fucking little pieces of shit take the fucking country over. There's, it, it just ain't happening. I can't see it happening. Soy boys fucking can't do it. But no, dude, we're gonna... We're all pretty much ready to, um, for lack of a better term, rock and roll. We're all ready to rock and roll, man. So sorry to interrupt... Uh, port. That's um, all right. I, I I just have a question for you. Um, what do you think their next plan is? Like uh, m- maybe they just want to su- secede a few states, or I mean, what if uh, gonna... All right, I'm sorry for interrupting again. Shit. Oh, that's all right. My apologies. What do you think their their next plan might be, and what happens if Biden wins the election? Ooh. Um, if Biden wins the election, uh, people are going to be pissed. Uh, and it ain't going to be people like me. It's going to be the, the normie people. Um, I'm already prepared. Uh, I, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Hasn't he got that? Who's the... Oh, I don't know how to say her name. The young Sheila who's in New York. Cortez or some shit. Cortez, what's her name? Uh, the young uh, senator. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Or, Isn't uh, Biden giving her the uh, environmental portfolio if he wins? And yeah, she's he, the bitch who bought Ford the Green New Deal. Like, yeah. wants to. No planes should ever fly in America yeah, again. That's like, her. that's her, man. Insane. Like, insane. Like, Trump just needs. I heard Trump say that at his speech and uh, his last speech he did on the weekend was at Tulsi or something. And he's just like, Biden has given this bitch the role as environmental minister. The, the she brought out the green new deal no planes in the sky she wants no planes it's like insane like if she is on a destruction she is just detached from reality that bitch and biden's already insane like biden's already just he's just lost his marble so do you think he he's got dementia a port port you think fucking Biden is a, a competent candidate? No, uh, he would just be a figurehead, uh, and there would be people around him that, that that would be running the show. I think. Um, I think uh, 
he would have been competent maybe eight years ago, but he's obviously going through a decline in, in my view. And that's why he's not doing any press conferences. And I think that they've, uh, he probably won't do many debates with Trump. Um, now, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a single, a single debate. I don't think there will be one. Yeah. He'll get savaged. He'll just get fucking absolutely demolished up there, Biden. No, no. I, I want to talk to Port, Dusty. Chill, man. Oh, I, I kind of got to wrap it up. Oh, for real? And, unless yeah. I unless I'd pit, I can go and come back in half an hour. Go for it, man. I, 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 I'm very concerned with the uh, American situation. Oh, I, I'd love to learn more. I'll if come you're back in half an hour and check. Just don't go... Don't go do, do anything time. out of control, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Port, Port is the new Dusty. All right. With that beautiful hat on. God bless him. Oh, I'll be back in half an hour to check on you, is all right? Okay. Hey, Port. Yep. Yes. Hey, man. Uh, What the fuck do you think is going on? Oh, shit. Let me... God damn it! In 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 my opinion, what's going on is a race war has been contrived to bring about a basically a communist revolution, but it will be a kind of communism we haven't seen before because this is not Russia in the early 1900s. This is a modern era. It's a different nation. It's a Western nation. I think uh, this is something they've worked for for a long time. Uh, and they've seized the moment because of Corona lockdowns. Uh, so let's just say that Corona was an organic disease. It did happen. Do you think they seized the moment or did they create the moment? Uh, I'm not. Uh, well, in a way, it, it doesn't matter. It's happened. I think either way, um, it, uh, let's just assume that it's a real disease, that, that Corona was a real disease that happened organically. Okay. They've 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 seized the moment, um, but it would make perfect sense that it was also intentional. So I'm I'm open either way. Uh, I think that um, it's they're certainly using Corona and a, a double standard with with Corona. That um, as soon as people want to protest and burn down cities, they don't care about Corona anymore. They don't care about restrictions. They don't even care about law and order. So I I, I really believe that they've exploited this. Um, situation uh to 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 bring about um does that piss attack. you off at all absolutely uh, i'm 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 very disappointed in america itself that it couldn't prevent this from happening uh with the statues that have been torn down uh what they're talking about now is 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 taking down um statues of jesus that look white uh, and, and stained glass windows. I heard that. I heard they're and trying to do this, that. This is a cultural revolution. This is an absolute cultural revolution, like like the Chinese cultural revolution that's taking place. And it's just uh, a matter of how far they will let it go. Will they let the revolution succeed, um, or or will they stop it? I'm unsure as to what will happen. Um, but when you look at revolutions, the Bolsheviks were not a large group of people. To take over Russia, <laughs> so um, it's it's not just a matter of um, how how many people you are; it's more of a matter of strategy and resources. And they have the resources of being backed by 
uh, billionaires and 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 corporations that are behind this. Uh, so it, it's it's very worrying. It's worrying because the normal American, like in any law-abiding country, isn't prepared for this. They're law-abiding. They're they're well-behaved. They don't have a, a mindset of war. Like the, what they're going up against are revolutionaries that ha that have been preparing for war for a long time, and not necessarily a hot conflict, but some this this revolution. This is this is what they've been working towards. So I mean, I'm sorry. That's a that's a bunch of rambling thoughts, but uh, I definitely think that black people are being used as pawns because th there's not enough of these leftists to do the dirty job. There's not enough of them to be tearing down the cities. They needed an army and they needed an army that couldn't be touched by the police because they'd be seen as racist. It was perfect. The strategy was perfect, unfortunately. You're absolutely right. Um, I There's nothing I can argue with what you said. Um, and I'm pretty fucking hammered right now. I feel pretty good. Stupid fucking cat. Laid on but, my goddamn sweater. But I've heard people talk about um, years ago, uh, Europeans, when they, looked, when they looked at America, that they said it would be very hard to truly bring, bring about a revolution because of how armed the American population is. So even still, they're not. They're, there's so many neighborhoods and cities that they won't be able to go to. There's a um, quote, um, and I don't believe, or I don't know if it's uh, true or not, but I believe it was a Japanese general that said, uh, it, it, "It'll be impossible to uh, conquer the American people because behind every blade of grass." There will be a rifle. Yeah. Um. And I think that's kind of true. I think that's kind of true. Uh. I gotta get my shit together right now. I gotta fucking wake up a little bit. Um. But yeah, dude. I don't. We're offline right now, right? Yep. No, online. Uh, we're, we're online. Yes. Oh, so everybody can see this? Yep. Hey. Hey, everybody. I thought we were offline. <laughs> Very much online. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, my uh, studio. Welcome to it. Um... There's a bunch of beer. I can't even see it. Ah, fuck it. I'm a very clean and sober person. And you guys should uh, watch my channel. Because I have one. I don't even know you have one. I'll have to see it. It's just called Roots Calhoun? Dude, I don't have a channel. Okay, all right. Dude, I don't fucking care. But look, I, I, am I'm, I'm affected by this in Australia uh, to a deep degree. Uh, so I can only imagine it's um, very stressful and painful to a lot of Americans. And then there'll be hopefully some Americans that are keeping calm in this time. 
they keep them calm, they're prepared, and they're just, you know. Uh, do you think that it was a good idea that Americans didn't go and inter intervene in a lot of these situations because that would have just made the media go, aha, see, white supremacy, and then the army comes in? Like, What do you, what, what do you think of the strategy of the um, white population? What do I think of the strategy of the white population? What the fuck does that mean? Well, they've shown a lot of restraint. <sighs> well, um... I think, uh... I think they're, excuse me, hold on. Uh, I think they're common. I think, uh, I, I, I think the, uh, the silent people, excuse me. People that don't say shit, people that don't comment, people that don't appear on live streams and all that fucking bullshit. I think those people are fucking common. I really do. Because my uncles, my uncles, excuse me again. My uncles and my fucking uncles, uncles, and my second cousins, and all these motherfuckers. I think they're they're all like, what the fuck? And it's it's kind of fucked up. And we all want to be like pro union, pro pro people, pro like. Worker, all that shit, but uh oh -uh, man, that's not how that shit goes. That's not how this this shit goes. Yeah, like you about to get your fucking ass whooped, and I don't want to see it, man, because I know it's gonna be bad. I know it's going to be bad. Play a good song, man. Oh, I, I, I don't, I don't have a piano uh, like the guest that had to leave. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I, I, I just don't know what. Um, how America has allowed this to happen. It, it's just, it's a form of insanity. It's, it, it's, it's a form it, of insanity. It, it's full of insanity because we allow that type of behavior. It's the first fucking amendment. We allow that shit. That's why it's fucking happening. And these people take advantage of it. And then they try to uh, circumvent uh, the First Amendment and say, like, oh, well, you can't do this. You can't. 
Get the fuck out of here, man. Everybody should be allowed to say what they have to say. And... Ah, oh, God damn. It's a catch-22. Yeah. But it, it, it seems like a very uneven... Uh, rule of law it's it's um uh, law for some but but then not for others and it's, it's inconsistent and that's an impossible situation to be in so you've got law-abiding people who are expected to act one way and then you have a group of revolutionaries that are free to carve up cities into autonomous zones it uh i mean it's unsustainable I don't know what the backlash is going to be, but it's it's going to have to happen. Um, I mean, you must be very disappointed in in Trump. I'm I am. Um, I wish that motherfucker would have done would have fucking just straight up went militant on these kids and what is it, Chaz? But it is what it is, dude. What about the mayors and the governors of these cities? Why are they allowed this to happen? Surely this is, you know, really under their watch. I mean, they're oh, in they some cases held accountable. They should be held accountable uh, because this should not happen. But you have to think about the First Amendment and the. Uh, and you got to think about these people's right to protest. Um, and as much as it pains me to say, they got a right to do it. They got a right to do it. They don't got a right to be assholes. They don't got a right to fucking rob people and murder people and do dumb shit. But... I'll be damned if they ain't got a right to fucking do it. Well, they have a right to peacefully protest, but this is rioting, burning down city blocks and um, violence, and in some cases, murder. This is something completely different. This has gotten out of control. It and, and it seems, to, it it seems to be so coordinated. The, the, these, these, like, in somewhere like Portland, it's kind of been like this for quite a while where police are constantly being told to stand down and to not interfere uh, with these anarchists. Uh, and it now it just seems to have spread to other cities and it's just a perfect tinderbox. Um, I mean, what do your friends think? When you talk to your friends, what, what, what are their uh, perspective on this and what, what do they see? Uh, my friends basically say, like, uh, yo, if these niggas come around us, uh, yeah, they're dead. That's basically it. That's it. And uh, I'm from Chicago, man. Um, you can look my shit up. Uh, Scenic Roots, uh, Seven Out of These Records. You can... Fucking look me up, dude. I'm a I'm an old school fucking rapper from Chicago. Uh, but yeah, man. No, now, 
now, like, as an adult, all my homies are like, fuck that. They come here, fuck them. Fuck them. And that's pretty much the mentality. So, I need a beer, dude. Sure. Do I? Eh, shit. I guess I got a little bit. Where the fuck is Dusty? He said he was coming back in uh, half an hour. Uh, I, I, so I guess he's coming back at some point. But um, so, you, I mean, this must be a horrible time for police. You, you talked about your family, like that that people are hating the cops. This is so strange to an Australian. No, I got like, cops in my family. Yes. Yeah, like this yeah. is so strange from an Australian an Australian perspective because we respect the police for the most part, um, but it's crazy to see the the hate for the police not just on the left, but there's these accelerationists on the right who hate the police. I, I don't understand it. Without the police, you you, you have chaos. I, I maybe the police are not perfect, and it's different from state to state. But I do not understand this hate of the police. Uh, and that they are a thin line between civilization and, you know, barbarism. So I, I do not understand that. And it must be so hard being a, a policeman in this time. You'll be taking so much abuse uh, and basically putting your life at risk every day now. So I understand why they're all quitting. I do, I do not think they're cowards for doing that because in many cases it's a hopeless situation. Like they're not allowed to do their job properly. They've got one arm uh, tied behind their back now. So it, it is, that is really should be, uh, th that's really a fault of um, uh, politicians and, and the population. I think the police have been let down. No, I, uh, I, I think it's fault of the population, period. Um, I have, uh, what, one, two, three, Fucking like five, five of my cousins. Shit, five of my cousins are fucking Chicago police. But they they work for CPD. Um, I I believe everything they say because I lived it. Because I was a uh, I was on the other side of that. I, uh, when I was a kid, I did bad shit. I did dumb shit. I fucking, I was on the other side of the fucking law. Um, and I was running from them. But my, my, my cousins are, uh, good dudes. They're upholding the law, and they're uh, trying to fucking put the bad people in jail, I guess. I guess that's what you'd say. Now, they're being fucking hammered. They're being hammered. Why am I hearing all this shit in my fucking ear?
Hello? Hello? Yeah, it's not coming from here. Whatever's in your ear, I can only hear you. Um, it's very hard to see uh, uh, beyond tomorrow um, with, with what, what can be done in this situation. Uh, and so your area where you live is pretty safe, you think? It's, it's pretty secure? Like it's a good community? Oh, right now? Yeah, w w where you are, yeah. Oh, where I am, it's fine. Ain't nobody doing shit, man. Me and my neighbors all fucking. We all hang out. You want to see some cool guns? Uh, sure. Yep. Uh, I, uh, all right. The, the, the only, my only worry is this is Dusty's channel. Uh, and and I don't know if he's all right about it. I would love to see them. I would love to oh, see you. Dusty fly. knows. Dusty knows I'm a gun nut, man. Oh. He knows I'm a gun nut. <laughs> he knows. So what is what what is that one that you? What is that? What what actually is it? Uh, uh what is this? This is a uh, Springfield, a Springfield, uh, forty-five. 3.8 compact. Uh, yeah, it's a nice gun. This is a nice gun. Took took it out. Took it. Took it out. Yeah. See, nothing in it. That's the gun. Um, I named her Rhea. Very nice. You know why I named her Rhea? What's that? Uh, what's that song? Um, I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. This is a 45. Uh, Daddy got a new 45. Hey, do you know that we actually got a request in the chat here for you to start rapping? So, uh, what? You, there, there was a request uh, in the chat uh, for you to bring out some of your rap, for, for you to do some of, you know, some rhymes. Uh, oh, you guys could look it up. Um, you, you don't want to just bring one out now? You don't want to just do it a cappella? I don't think I could no. at this point. Um, nah, man. Hell no, I can't rap right now. No, uh, okay. no dude. Go if you're uh, if you're able to um, play some shit. Uh, you can go to uh, uh, seven out of these records. Oh, that's on. I don't know how to play it through here. I don't, I don't know how. Uh, I, I don't think I can play it because I. This is Streamlabs, but it's on Dusty's end. He's just left, so I, I, I wouldn't know how to put the sound in here. I, I wouldn't know how to do it. Man, shit. Let me let me look. Hold on. Hold on, man. So just to the audience at home, we're just doing this on the fly. You know, we're, this is overtime.
you know, we've got the great guest Roots on. So, you know, we're just, um, you know, bit of, bit of improv. But I thought it was important uh, to ask you some questions because so many people are worried uh, about what's happening and um, because it's, it's coming here too. Like, like it's, it's in Australia, not in the same way, not in the same extreme way. People are not rioting, but we are starting to uh, ban certain things. Political correctness is, is becoming even more extreme. We're already quite a politically correct country anyway but it's getting more extreme. Uh, and the United States, what I don't like is the capitulation. I really, I'm sick of the capitulation. Uh, I mean, London, like England is just crazy. Like that, that's just what they have allowed to happen to their country and, and to their capital city is, is disgusting. It's just, um, I mean, here's a question for you. I, I'll try and ask it. Okay. Yeah, I can hear that. Oh, where'd it go? Roots. You hear him? You can hear what I'm fucking doing right now. Are you, are you playing it or what? Hold on. Hold up, man. Just puzzling, puzzling, popping with my bitches. Just watch my whole brain's the paparazzi. Mike's backside, y'all are just a seven assassinate all your fake fucking gods. Destroy all your crews, do the massive damage. Murder and burn them, but yo, Chef Oli Davis, Unidos, Fighter Chiefs. Show me your fight of the song when I was landscaping with the pot like I was about. Beyond comprehension, nigga. Keeping you surrounded, calling out your flaws, making a rap a fucking problem. I'm aware. Hey, fuck it. Righteous, ignorant, prolific poet, powerful with the pictures, puzzling punk pussies, popping with my bitches. Just what? So, what were we listening to there? What was that? Is that you? Or? Uh, were you listening to it? Yeah. How the fuck were you listening to it? 
You were playing it through the thing. Yeah, I could hear it. Was the audience? Could the audience hear that? I no could hear it. fucking way. Uh, um, can the, the chat just say if if they heard that or not? Yes, yes, they did. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, we've got the power to to make it happen. Was that you? Uh, no, that was my buddies. Um, whoa, whoa, hold on. Wait, you didn't even hear me. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I heard all the music, yeah. I hate you guys. That means you can play some of your music uh, through the through the thing if you want. Who the fuck else is talking right now? There's a few people watching. About a dozen. Fourteen. All right, man. All right, hold up. Hold up, man. Fuck. <laughs> All right, man, chill. Just give me a second. All right. Seven out of these records. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> this shit's so stupid. Oh, this is the worst. This is the worst. Can you hear it? Yeah, maybe crank it a bit, bit louder. I don't. Uh, when I, I can't. I can't make it louder. Oh, I can't hear it now. Now. Can you hear it now? Yes. Cool. 
Is that you rapping then or what? What? Is that you rapping? Yeah, that was me. Cool, man. I like that. I'll never do it again. <laughs> Why not? It's good. Do you, Dude, you I, made, still, I made collective. I made fucking what? Uh, shit. Maybe, maybe a hundred thousand dollars off of that shit, and then they wanted me to like start fucking talking. I had to start talking and. Fuck them. Fuck all that bullshit. I'm never going to fucking talk that bullshit. What did they say you had to talk like? What, what do you mean? Uh, I was with a record label called Seven Oddities. And uh, they uh, did not like the way I spoke about... Um, what what was it back in the day? It was 2016, 2017. I was Black Lives Matter. I told them, fuck you. I'm not fucking talking about that shit. I don't really why I fuck. Yeah, I got booted from that fucking record label, man. Because I got, of Black I got, Lives Matter. Because of... Uh, I'm not going to say it was because of Black Lives Matter, but... It was because of shit I wouldn't say. So, fuck them. Wow. What stuff specifically that you wouldn't say? Just p political stuff, racial stuff? Oh no, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm from Chicago. Uh, never been scared to say nigger. Never been scared to say nigga. Never been scared to talk any fucking racial bullshit. Um, I literally got booted because uh, I supported Trump. Wow. Legit. Legit, man. Um, I uh, was telling my label mates that you have to fucking vote Republican or else your fucking rights are going to go away. Or like, I, I got fucked, man. I got fucked. And I got fucked out of money, too. But I don't give a flying fuck about the money. Well, that is bad. So the political situation was bad even back then. Oh, and yeah, like 2016, 2017. Hell yeah. Dude, I got, I built that fucking studio. You can fucking look it up. Fallout Shelter Studios, Chicago. I built that fucking studio with my buddy Tommy. My buddy Tommy don't even fuck with these niggas no more. And. Yeah, man. I was recording music for him. I was writing hooks for him. I was fucking doing everything. And Joe, they fucking just cut me off. They cut me off, man. <sighs> hey, man, at least you stood by your guns and didn't fold. You know, uh, at least you can sleep at night about that. 
Oh, absolutely, man. I'll never fucking fold. I'll never fucking let somebody tell me how to think or what to say or that they were worried about what uh, everybody else was going to say. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and, and at that time, I didn't realize everybody else was going to real or think shit. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that, man. And even if I fucking realized it, I still would have done the same fucking thing. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing this shit. Yeah. Well, that's, um, you, you were right. You know, you, you're, you're right. It's gotten worse. And, um, yeah, we suffer the same things in Australia uh, in a different way. Uh, but there's a lot of conformity particularly in the arts because the arts controls culture like the arts controls politics well culture controls politics yeah. and and so there's a lot of conformity uh i wrote an article recently i had a huge backlash online because i was defending um that uh comedian that had a tv show uh who's had his show completely removed from netflix he's had four tv series just removed overnight and just by saying you know, I, I called out the arts community. I said, look, you guys are cowards. You guys are cowards because you want to get paid and you're willing to stay silent because you want to get paid. Um, and so people kind of went nuts online, you know, calling me all kinds of stuff. But I know it's the truth. Uh, and I know it's a harder life when you say these things. You, you do get isolated because, yeah, you're going to get dropped by labels and, and all these things. But you can't allow it to... Uh, to destroy you and you gotta you gotta keep working i i hope you still produce music i, I hope you're just doing it i mean you're still active artistically uh i i do it for myself um me and my daughter uh like to goof around um and i goof around with my kid but i'm not putting it out there i mean her and i uh, yeah, we goof around. We goof around, man. Um, and that's that's better than anything these fucking cunts and sons of bitches can give me. <laughs> I'm just fucking around my kid. <laughs> So fuck them. We write songs all the time. Cool. Dusty, you're in the chat there. You coming back or what? Come on. I can't see the chat, man. I saw him in the chat. He's around. Come on, Dusty. Come back. Ste steer this ship back in uh, the way it's supposed to go. I'm... I'm uh, I'm 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 uh, not really a, a host, but it's a yeah. It's a, it's just a sad thing. Like Dusty's had a lot of pressure. The same thing. It, it's like every, anybody that is not a communist right now is gonna get it. Is gonna fucking get it in the neck. My uh, my daughter my daughter thinks I'm some fucking like radical, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, well, mom, mom 
fucking says that uh, people don't like you. I'm like, hell yeah, people don't like me. Rock and roll. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know how to deal with this shit. I don't know how to deal with this shit. I need a beer. I'm I'm uh I'm going to grab beer. All right, man. Sure. All right, I'll try and entertain you all uh, while um, while Roots is getting a beer. I didn't realize the show was going to go this long, um, and I didn't realize Dusty would leave the show. This is not planned. Uh, it's been a very interesting day with David Hiscox and. And, and roots, both musicians, so musical, musically themed today. Um, but all you guys in the chat would know um, uh, the pressure that is felt being a conservative in this time. And the conservative movement has um, really compromised because of that. So it's, you know, that's why I'm, I said earlier that I, I'm skeptical of civic nationalism because I, civ I think civic nationalism is like a, um, like a, like a product uh, of conservatism that's been com compromised by the left and communism, uh, and it's not working because all you need to do is look at where society is going. So you know, everyone in the chat would know the pressure. You wouldn't be here if you didn't, if you haven't felt that pressure yourself. Uh, in your normal life, it, it's it's unavoidable. I mean, you, your favorite TV shows are being banned, and and you know, uh, but you, you'll you'll notice things in the workplace. You, you'll probably notice things even in sport uh, and everything. So I think it's really serious, uh, and I really like that Dusty is um, basically taking communism head on uh, because this is communism, and the more that you study communism the more you realize that what's happening now, these are the precursors to when get, shit gets really bad. And right now in America, it, it is getting really bad. It's, it's horrible. My heart weeps. It really does. Um, it's a kind of insanity. People are cheering for their cities to be burnt down. And these are not just black people. There's white people doing this as well. I have white friends in Portland, Oregon, um, who are happy with this to happen. They think it needs to happen. And that it's going to bring about some kind of positive change. That's insane. If you think that racism is going to be solved by black people rioting and looting, do, do you think that they're going to be trusted next time they walk into a shop? Uh, I mean, it's only natural people are going to be wary and, um, and suspicious uh, when black people come in the store if your shop was you know, torn to pieces uh, a month earlier or even a year earlier. You know, people don't forget. So I think this is a real shame that what's happened. It's a real backward step for America, but 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 a backward step for the West. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I am very worried. And um, I, I know that that Roots has had a couple of beers and, and, and maybe a spliff, Um but I do appreciate that he's um, that he's opening up about how he how he feels, uh, because yeah, it's um, 
it's it's horrifying. All right, he's got two beers. He's, he, Dusty, are you coming back? Where are you, buddy? All right, people All right, are still. Wow, there's actually people still watching. This is great. Thanks for thanks for sticking in there. This is a new experience for me. <laughs> hey, tell these motherfuckers hey, that uh, twenty dollars uh, to shoot I'm my back. Gun out the back door. They just have fun or what? It's good. It's <laughs> my channel's not fucking gone. Nah. I didn't realize that Roots was actually signed to a label, uh, you know, successful musician, and that uh, basically uh, he was booted uh, because he was a Trump supporter. I did, I did not know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know you got booted for being a Trump supporter. Totally, man. That's <laughs> badass. They hated it me. Fuck yeah, good on you, Roots. <laughs> I, I, I won't back down, dude. I, I will always fucking speak my mind. Um, and uh, the uh, the colored didn't really like what I had to say. So, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Good on your roots. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I'm going to have to shut it down, boys, because the missus is... Uh... For us to be two hands reaching in here and fucking strangling that's cool. me. That's cool. It's been a, it's been a good overtime, uh, and I've enjoyed the insights from Roots. I really have because uh, I just yeah just want you to know that Australians really do care about about America. We love America, and um, um, yeah, I, I I think I, I really hope that. Um, the good and and the just uh, prevails here. I'm, I I really mean that. Um, I I hope so. I hope so. And uh, fuck you, Dusty. And uh, <laughs> Court, uh, it was very nice fucking talking to you. You're a good, you're a good gentleman. And uh, Dusty, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, did the hat have? The hat had fucking aluminum foil in it, right? <laughs> totally did. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Mad <laughs> shit. That's good, brother. That keeps you safe, you know? Ah, <laughs> uh, Duffy, man. I fucking love you. I love you forever, brother. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Legend. All right. All right, boys. I'll fucking... Anytime you want to come on, Roots, you just fucking let us know, eh? Yeah, I will. I will. Legend. Thanks, boys. Legend, mate. Thanks, guys. See ya. Yeah, Port. Disney Live. Thanks, YouTube. Cheers. Bang.